Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. (gasps) Nerd Debate 5 live. There we go. Boom. That is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at... The amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds argue with each other. Yeah. All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>Super Pod Hero Cast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Episode 72. I'm Casey Ryan. And I'm Todd Panic. And, and we, we watched, watched Suicide Squad. Yeah. So we're some sort of a Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad? Yeah. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> my, my God. Can that can that be our review of the movie? Sure. Will yes. Smith says the title of the movie. So that'll do it for the super Oh no, wait. No. Oh I think we're God. gonna I think we're gonna have to go through it, man. Sadly. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to uh, Casey's going to drink a margarita while we talk. Oh, so I, I want, you know, I wondered what you, <laughs> I wonder what you were going to go with. Um, so you called this, you called this a couple seasons ago. You said when we got sure to this did. movie, you were going to have to drink liquor because you were not going to make it through the movie. And I wondered if that changed. Aye, aye, aye. I had to I had to watch this in chunks because the anger rose in me and I had to be like I got to walk away. <laughs> because unlike say Toxic Avenger where it's not a movie that I'm interested in. Sure. I like almost all the characters in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I like David Ayer as a director. Yep. 
that's why this movie is so frustrating to me that this movie should have been a fucking home run for them. It, you know, it really should have. It, it, the, the parts in this movie that shine, shine really bright. The problem is, and I'll say it right now, the story fucking blows. That's my mm-hmm. issue with this, right? The, the plot the, is dumb. When you really, when you really think about it, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It makes zero tactical sense. wise. Yes, yes. It, <laughs> and, and that, and the problem is, you know, David David Ayer is uh, okay. All right. Well, listen. <laughs> let's okay. Yeah. Let's. I know let's, we both want to be like fuck this movie for this award. <laughs> that's right. Okay, but we can't do that first. Now, so since we are guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Beers or margaritas. What are we drinking? I have the beer too. Don't you worry. Okay. All right. <laughs> you got a chaser there. All right. So mm-hmm. our beer today comes to us like almost all of our beers do from our friends over at Branching Out Bottle Shop, Township 5 in Camillus in the greater Syracuse, New York area. Stopped in there today. They were super busy because there's uh, some football games going on today. Everybody was stopping up. Sports ball? Stocking up before the game. Yeah, it's sports ball. So, um, you know, had a few different choices today, but landed on one. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is it. So this beer comes to us from Levante Brewing Company. They're a, they're a brewing company out of Pennsylvania. Um, their story is it all started with a three-gallon homebrew kettle inside a college apartment. Early experimentation led to leaps of faith by their founding members who scaled their ambitions to a 15-barrel brew house at 208 Carter Drive, in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Their president, Tim Floros, founded Levante with inspiration from the quality-focused drinking culture of Italian vineyards. In Italian, Levante means to rise and reflects the rising sun to the east. Their purpose is to elevate the community and craft beer experience with each pour. Now, the, the beer we're drinking today, you could make the argument that the entire critical plot conflict here happens only because Amanda Waller is a dumbass. Almost as if almost as if she causes everything. Almost as if the enemy she's so fixated on really doesn't exist. So our beer today is Imaginary Enemy, which is their yeah. Cryo Hop double IPA. It's clouded in haze and wickedly hopped with Cryo Mosaic, Cryo Simcoe, Cryo Citra, and Strata. This recipe will haunt you in your wildest dreams with a torrent of hoppy luminescence. Just make sure your imaginary enemy doesn't find your beer fridge. Now, it's 8.5% alcohol by volume. You've got a margarita you're double fisting with, so uh, this is going to be an interesting episode tonight. <laughs> it is. All right. But I'll, to, to be nice, I will uh, pop my beer now and have a sip to see what it tastes like. All right. Because it's liquor before beer, have no fear. That's right. Beer before liquor, never been sicker. Ooh. Had a bit of my margarita. <laughs> now, um, I have no idea what the cryo hop means. I wonder if this means they do some kind of flash freeze of the hops to preserve the hop oil. But the, the aroma mm. is delightful when you open it. It sure is. And ooh, it's got that cloudy. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cheers, Cheers my friend. Very cloudy. Ooh. It's got a little pucker puckery. factor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good beer. 
That is a very good beer. Well, listen, whether you're stocking up before the big game or um, <laughs> fortifying yourself before a shitty movie, Branching Out Bottle Shop absolutely should be your first choice in your beer selection. So uh, go check 100%. out our buddies over there and you will love it. Yes. Um, so do we have any reshoots? I don't I mean, believe we do. We we had our, our good buddy Chuck <laughs> who, was, who was stuck in a car. For four days, for 12, 12 hours a day last week, and yeah. he was kind of dropping a whole bunch of stuff on us. Yeah. Uh, but I, don't, I don't know if any of it re- constitutes free shooter reaction. Yeah, he, of yeah. course, had to give a shit about our favorite moment in the movie. Yeah, Chuck did, you know, he did kind of break our balls a little bit over the elevator scene in the MCU. But, uh, you know, on the, on the re-listen, I'll say I stand by our reactions. That scene's perfect. <laughs> And I do love that Colin chimed in and goes, you guys talked about the elevator scene for 30 minutes. <laughs> we did not. That's a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> I I don't, uh, I didn't go, wow, that didn't, it felt like I, yeah, I think we did. Well, listen, if we did, it deserved it. So uh, I'll stand by it. But um, yeah, I don't think we've got any other reshoots or reactions. If we missed them, we'll pick it up next time. So what is the IMDb score for this movie? The IMDb score for this movie is a 6.0 out of 10. Hmm. Hmm. I'm just going to reverse those numbers. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll hang on to that. We'll We'll, we'll talk about that at the end. Uh, Uh, Character background. There's there's so many characters to get through. Um, This is momentous because this is the first live action Harley Quinn, a character that started... Um, Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go through the just the the, fir- the main um, uh, Suicide Squad members. Yeah. Do, uh, do you want to? What about the team itself? Because isn't isn't this kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy? There's been a few different iterations of the team of Suicide Squad. Yep. Is that fair? Yeah. Uh, and the, the iteration we're dealing with is uh, was created by John Ostrander in '61. Oh wow! Holy cow! It I might be wrong on that number, um, but they uh, it was it wasn't even this team. Like this team has never been. That's the thing about Task Force S X uh, is that it is um, rotating whoever's in Bell Reeve at the time. Yeah. So it's never yeah. the same. Hence, why we see the Suicide Squad that's coming later this year. Sure, it is aside from Harley Quinn. Yeah, that's it. She's the only uh, constant, which I'm okay with because it's Margot Robbie. You know, it, did she come back? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Okay, good. Uh, you know, I, I'll say it right now. I'm going to be bummed that we don't get more of Deadshot because he and Harley are the are the two high points in the movie. So, originally, for the Suicide Squad, Idris Elba was brought in to be Deadshot. And then they went, no, 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 let's make him someone else in case we can get Will Smith back. Got it, got it, got it. Which which makes sense. Why not do it so that it's more than one uh, person at a time? And, you know, not all black people look the same. (laughs) Correct. Oh, my gosh. Holy cow. So I just went to the Wiki page for Suicide Squad. The first team shows up in 1959. Holy shit. Even older. That's crazy. Uh And, yeah, John Ostrander. Ostrander was what, 61 or 71? Uh, the, The second and modern version... Created by John Ostrander, debuted in January '87. Oh, that Legends number three, '87. Oh, that's, that's the period oh, wow. when John Byrne had kind of re he rebooted with Man mm-hmm. of Steel, which you know my favorite DC comics. 
or John Burns. Sure. Someone just shared um, one where, uh, what did she use? She-Hulk used something and completely eviscerated the universe. And, and it, it was panel by panel, and then it was a blank panel, and that's her ripping through the panel. She's like, uh-uh, Burn, you're not going to cancel my... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have a whole issue to do here. Let's go back. And I was yeah. like, God damn it, you're a genius. Yeah, that's hilarious. Really yeah, he is. Um, I'm sorry. I, I, uh, I interrupted uh, you there. That's fine. Um, <sighs> Captain Boomerang. Oh, boy, Captain Boomerang. <laughs> have you gotten to him on uh, Arrow yet? No, not yet. And now it's not it's not Jai Courtney, obviously, right? No, 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 no! Don't forget Arrow versus its own universe. Oh, that's right, that's right, because that's right, because the Flash is a different Flash, right? Yes, but do you notice that when he shows up in this movie, and every time he's he all through Justice League, no one calls him Flash. Uh, yeah, that's true. Because that's true when Captain Boomerang is. Basically telling them how he got got. He doesn't mm-hmm. say the flash. This this he refers to him like this lightning guy or something, but he doesn't say the word the flash. Have you seen who shows up in Crisis on Infinite Earths? No. Oh. Ezra Miller shows up. Oh got it, got it. Well, you know, I do I do like them. They and are he's my like, favorite. Where, where are we? We're in Star Labs. He's like, Who are you? And uh, Barry Allen's like, I'm the Flash, and I, I'm like you. I'm the Flash, and then right before he dissolves again, he goes, "The Flash." I'm like, holy oh. shit! Did Barry Allen name himself? Give him the name. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's because awesome. that's one one. I think I can't remember who did it, but someone did it where Barry became one with the Speed Force and became a bolt of lightning, and became the bolt of lightning that struck him to make him uh, hit the chemicals and become the Flash. Got it. Yeah. And now I've gone cross-eyed. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, isn't that the end of... Oops. Spoiler alert. Uh, okay. Hey, Casey, um, there's a team the called other... Suicide Squad. Who's on there? <laughs> the only other person in the movie that I want to mention is Amanda Waller. Okay, she's, sure. She's a major heavy, uh, sadly, for a long time, an actual heavy. That's the double of her name being... Her nickname being The Wall is that she was... a. Giant right. fat woman. That's right. Yep. I much more like it that she's just doesn't give a shit, does whatever she wants. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I want to talk about her when we get into. The, <laughs> we'll put a pin in. Sure. The wall. Yeah. Has she shown up on Arrow? Uh, we've kind of stalled on Arrow. Aubrey is okay. now reading, so she binged Bridgerton in one weekend. Oh boy! Actually, I'm uh-huh. she, she binged Bridgerton in one day, and oh boy is now reading. She was up till two o'clock last night reading. I rolled over at one point and she's in bed reading on her phone. I'm like, what the hell are you? And I'm like, oh, so she's on, I think she might be on the third book in the Bridgerton series. So she's so. in deep dive she's land. In deep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. But that's what she does. So All right. everything else is kind of paused. So, uh, yeah, we, we, we haven't made much progress well, on arrow. No, no spoiler, but Amanda Waller is going to become pretty important in the Arrowverse. Okay. All right. As is Argus, which is who she works for. Got it. Okay. Which is mentioned in this film, but like, when I work for Argus. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Like it's so weird. There's some stuff in this movie that they really lean into in the DC lore, and other times they're like, ah, uh, sure, that happened. <laughs> <I'm> just, wait. 
Yeah, you know, you I'm can't. of the opinion, like, pick a lane. And, uh-huh. you know, MCU does that just fine. I mean, they definitely, obviously, there's lots of different iterations, but they pick one and they they embrace it. Again, I mean, I want to see Robert Pattinson as the Batman, but by Fuck the same yeah. token, it's hard for me to get emotionally invested in in a film that's not going to go anywhere beyond that one film. You know, that no, that's my frustration it, no, is that I want those. It, but it is. He signed on for a trilogy. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, like, they reboot every, you know, every couple of movies. When, when Batfleck See, shows up I grew up, up on DC. There was always this shit happening. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah, this is how DC works. You know, now, and to that point, it does not work in this film because it feels like every person is in a separate film. And I'd much rather watch that film than what we had to watch. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I think I said it after. So actually I was down visiting Chuck in Florida. Chuck and I went to see birds of prey and I'll tell you, that was a well, huge we'll... miss for me. So I'm happy. I'm happy we get more Harley Quinn in the suicide squad. Um, all right. Sorry. Listen, we're... Well, we'll, we'll save our <laughs> argument for uh, why birds of prey is not as bad as you think it is. Mm, okay. I look forward to that. Uh, yeah. Okay. So what, what else you got in terms of like, what, you know, what do folks that are not, um, you know, Uber fans, uh, anything else they need to know or is worth mentioning? No, I mean, Harley Quinn's a, uh, like I said, a Batman, the animated series character. Um, they kind of push through a lot of her history in this movie. Um, they're bring and, and then in birds of prey to the point where she is who she is now. And I'll save that for when we get to it. If no one knows what's going on, uh, hasn't read the comics, but Harley is, is, I root for Harley more than I've ever rooted for the Joker. Um, I actually don't like the Joker uh, simply because everyone's like, I can really identify with the mm-hmm. Joker. I'm like, then you need to get some serious psychiatric help if you identify <laughs> with right. him. That's right. I don't identify with Harley, yeah. but I see, I find her to be a more interesting layered character, especially the way that Margot plays you, it. You, you know, know, some sometimes Harley is just completely as insane as the Joker. Sometimes it's all an act. And Margot does this really good job of towing the line of being both. Yeah. You, you know, I'll say this. I, I don't like Birds of Prey, and it's it's the same reason why, you know, where I fault this movie. I, I think the story itself in Birds of Prey is just, just doesn't work for me. But M- Margot Robbie is brilliant. I wish she got a, a better movie. You know, I wish she got a better story for that because she is phenomenal. She is the standout in this movie. And that's sure you know going toe to toe with Will Smith, who's also phenomenal. But um, yeah, the, the, uh, all right. it's like one and one A, yeah, and put yeah. either one in there. I mean, it, it is their movie, the two of them. Move it along, guys. Let's do this. Okay, four. Rick Flag. Mm-hmm. Of course, originally, um, uh, um, well, what's his name? He's not in my notes here, so I can't remember his name. Venom. Tom, oh, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Okay. Yeah. Originally, Tom Hardy was cast as Rick Flagg, and then huh. he left, and then we all watched the movie and went, oh, that's why. Because this movie is garbage. Huh. <laughs> but Are you before saying that he might that, have referred to it as scheduling differences? Yes, scheduling conflicts had come up. Yeah. You ready for this list? Yes, hit me. <laughs> pretty much, before I say it, it's pretty much every white uh, 
heterosexual sure. kind of macho man in Hollywood. Yep. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio, mm-hmm. Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. Daniel Craig, yep. Matthew McConaughey, yep. Johnny Depp, sure. Colin Farrell, yeah. Keanu Reeves, Why not? Oscar Isaac, okay. Jason Statham, <laughs> Idris Elba. Oh. Uh, Matt Damon, mm-hmm. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Alexander Skarsgård, <laughs> mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor, Robert Pattinson, Michael Fassbender, and then Joe, John Hamm, and then Kinnaman was on that list, too. Okay. Oh. Hey, we're going to start this all over. <laughs> okay. Hit me. So this is uh, for the part of Deadshot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that might stay in. <laughs> that might. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so let, let's just make it easy. Hey, all those names I just mentioned. Yeah. Those were for Deadshot. Dead I just shot, read okay. ahead too quickly right. and forgot that it was that Kinnaman <laughs> ended up being Rick Flag. Got it. Okay. Got so it. obviously they were going with colorblind casting because in the comics Deadshot is white. Yep. As you know from Arrow. From Arrow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, for the part of Amanda Waller, and this is actually for Amanda Waller. This isn't for another. <laughs> right. Okay. Confirmed. Oprah Amanda, Winfrey. Amanda Waller. Really? Uh, now, Carrie that, Washington. I, Oprah. Fuck yeah. I would have been interested in seeing. Okay. You know, she was a character on the Justice League animated series. Was she and really? it was, um, not, not Oprah Winfrey. Uh, oh. <laughs> no, uh, Amanda Waller. Oh, got it, got it, got it. And it was voiced by C.T.H. Pounder. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Love her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, can she? Like, so when they announced this, I was like, and it's and it's C.C.H. Pounder, right? Because she's still alive. She's still working. And she's awesome. Yeah. Oh, she's fucking awesome. Uh, uh, also Tales from, from the Crypt the, Demon Knight. She, I love her in that. And what? Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight with William Sadler. Oh, boy. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. You didn't like that movie? I never saw that movie. Oh, you know what? Honestly, put it on your list. It's worth watching. Don't don't watch the next one with um uh what's his name? Uh Dennis Miller. Uh Bordello of Blood. Don't watch that one. But watch Demon Knight. It's good. Demon Knight? Yeah. Maybe it's on HBO. Uh it's um, probably on HBO Max. Uh, also for Amanda Waller, uh, Carrie Washington and Octavia Spencer. Okay, were also. Sure. Uh, and lastly, for oh, I just skimmed through this. They they've already changed it. Fantastic, you'll understand in a second. For June Moon, Blake Lively turned down the role. Okay. Uh, due to ready <laughs> scheduling conflicts. Yeah. Uh huh. With The Shallows. There's a movie attached to it. Okay. Which, did you ever see The Shallows? Um, Blake Lively versus a shark? N- yes. Uh, I, I don't think I... No, you know, I did see it. Yeah, I did see it. It's, yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty it's good. It's better than I expected it to yeah. be. You know what I watched the other which night? Gr- which, hmm. which do not watch? Oh, yes. Arch Enemy. Oh, uh, well, yeah. that too. Don't watch that one. Also, oh. don't watch Underwater. With Kristen Stewart. I liked Underwater. Did you really? Oh, no. I'm the one who suggested it to you, ding dong. Well, then you suck because <laughs> that movie sucked. Okay. Please continue. What are you even talking about? A fucking Cthulhu shows up at the end. Yeah, but yeah, but but I want to explore Cthulhu. Like, it was, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. All right. For, uh, also for Enchantress, Brie Larson, Sasha Ronan, Megan Fox, 
Elliot Page, Kristen Ritter, Emma Stone, Alicia Vikander, Shailene Woodley, Amelia Clark, and Alexandra Didanero? Didario? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Uh, You'd know her if you saw her. Um. And I'd love her if I saw her. Um, Yeah, she's... Uh, she's in Percy Jackson, Sea of Monsters. She was in Baywatch. Is she in the first one too? I think so. I think she's oh, really, really blue eyes. Yes, yes, that's her. Yeah, yeah like she's the great. bluest eyes in Hollywood. Yes, yeah. she's great. Yep. I, she was probably uh, looked at for those eyes. Sure, sure. <laughs> Piercing as hell. Yep. Um, but the I, I'm glad that here in even in the uh, trivia section where I found this that it says Elliot Page. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That's, that's very cool that they've gone. They had it like they announced it, and mm-hmm. IMDb immediately had their page switched over. That's pretty cool. And and it took them a day, but they got everything as Ellen up to because now when Umbrella Academy comes back, they will be listed as Elliot Page. Sure, sure. I think they may have already changed the old episodes to say Elliot Page also. Oh, yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, okay. Lastly, I have no problem with for, respecting someone's identity, right? I mean, that's a it's, absolutely. A, it's a it's a little thing. People make it out to be a big deal, but yeah, absolutely. Treat people the way they want to be treated. It's a big deal that it is it is becoming the norm. That's why I'm excited about it. Yeah, ex- yes, yes, exactly. Yep. That Elliot was able to come out and it was just like from a majority of America, everyone went, "Welcome Elliot." Great. You know? Yep. It was great. Absolutely. And lastly, yes. For the Joker. Oh, sure. Oh, the Joker. Let me guess. Um, Jim Carrey, Robin Williams. Nope. Oh, wait, no. No. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No, no. No, because no, Robin Williams was dead by Got this it, point. Uh, right? So they finally uh, stopped calling him? <laughs> finally. <Okay>. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Ryan Gosling. Okay. Charlotte. fucking name. Yes. And... <laughs> Matt Smith. Matt. Oh, the doctor? Yeah. Got it. Okay. All right. Um, so, yeah, listen. Hey, you know what? It would have been better than and any one of those would have been better than what Jared Leto so was So, let's wait till we get into... I, I want to talk about the Joker. I knew that was going to come up, so let's... I, a drunken otter okay. would have been better than All what... All right. Let's, let's save that for the movie. Okay. Um, so, boy, that's... Boy, that's a pretty diverse... Uh, Almost cast there. So, um, you mentioned earlier David uh, David Ayer 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 mm-hmm. David Ayer, Ayer uh, writes and directs this, and he is one of those uh, artists who kind of jumps back, not jumps, moves back and forth in the writing, directing, or both category. He ha- he is the mm-hmm. writer of Training Day and Fast and the Furious, <laughs> so he's responsible. Um, he. Both wrote and directed Fury, which is a phenomenal war movie. Still haven't seen it. What? Oh boy, that one, it's that one's really good. Um, I hear he directs the movie Bright, which was a lot of fun, written by a human gar- human garbage pile, but a really interesting and fun movie. Still haven't seen it. So David Ayer writes and directs this. This is a, oh, you missed one. Uh, well, yeah, there, there's, I, I tried to grab a sample. What, what 
what are you interested end in? of watch end of watch is also in that rights and directs mm-hmm. yep absolutely which i sadly have not seen and like every time i think of it i'm like why haven't i seen this it's Hall. it's pena mm-hmm. it's anna kendrick Right, right. I mean, it, it checks all the boxes for me. I don't know why I haven't. Yeah. And there was, a, uh, there was a movie that he did that I really, really liked with, was it Manganello? Was he in it? Um, did you mean Manganello? No, you didn't because it's Manganello. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's an arch enemy, Joe Manganello. <laughs> Joe Manganello? Joe Manganello. Uh, um, you know, hang on. I, I also, hang- oh, yeah. Continue with your continue with your stuff. I'm going to look up what this movie is. Sure. I really well, like I also saw, and I just saw this, and I'll be honest with you, it's the first time I've seen it, and I'm not thrilled about it. So I'm hoping that maybe this is speculation. If you go to David Ayer's wiki uh-huh. page, you know, it's got his filmography. The last item on there with a the year of to be announced has him writing, directing, and producing The Dirty Dozen. So if the... If they are remaking that, I am not. They made the ma- they remade the magnificence. I mean, we're running out of shit to yeah, remake. Yeah, I guess. Sabotage. Ugh. Damn it. Sabotage. Yeah, That's I saw that one. The name didn't. Pretty decent. Should it's I know Schwarzenegger that one? and Manganello. Oh. This would be a good one I, for you and Joe. How did I miss that? Yeah, he, he Joe. So we watched, um, although actually he didn't finish it last night, but we, we got about halfway oh through God. Twins, which, when was the last time you watched that? It's so much fun. Delightful. It's one of the, I think it's one of the last films where Arnold was still, like, going shirtless. And the guy is about, is. <laughs> you know, you can almost kind of forget. He's, yeah, he, he but. Did you see oh the, God, the thing he released ridiculous. about the uh, riots? I saw that he did. So, I haven't watched it I'm not it giving yet. anything away. Um, I, I saw the reaction yes. to it that it was uh, brilliant. There, there's a, a couple yeah. wide shots, and he's holding the Conan sword. And at first, he it is going unmentioned. Uh, it is just there on the table, and he's holding it. I'm like, are we going to mention this? Or are you just going to be like, I have a sword, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then he does. And it's a really that's cool right. thing about that's how right. you get the fold metal to make a, to make it stronger. And that's what we need to do with America. It was really yeah. great. But at the end, I'm like, I kind of wish you wow. just had the sword and not mentioned it. <laughs> it's just like, kind of like, Oh, <laughs> what? Sure. I, yeah, that's I got a sword. Right. <laughs> oh shit. Can oh, I just read awesome. you the first awesome. five names in sabotage? This should probably get your interest. Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Sam Worthington yeah. mm-hmm. from uh, Avatar. Mm-hmm. Joe Manganello. Yep. Josh Holloway. <laughs> yep. Uh, Josh oh, Holloway. you never watched Lost. Uh, in um, Mission Impossible Ghost Got Protocol, okay. he's the spy that's running away in the beginning that gets killed. Oh, he's the one who dies, literally starts yep. out. Did we, sure we just did. talk about him? In right, because he was up for yeah, something. Okay. Was it Guardians or, or yeah, something okay. else? He was up for something. Uh, Guardians or Winter Soldier? It was yeah, it was Winter Soldier because he was up for uh, Crossbones. That may be completely wrong, but I'm gonna I'm gonna die on the hill that I'm right. Uh, And the last one, Terrence Howard. (laughs) It's a good cast. I mean, and everyone's got nicknames for their characters. Arnold is Breacher. Sam Worthington is Monster. Manganello is Grinder. Holloway is Neck. Okay, and (laughs) Terrence Howard is Sugar. (laughs) 
Okie dokie. That's a good movie. Okay. I remember. I remember liking it. Interesting. Um, I remember watching it after Suicide Squad. Oh, lo- loosely based on the Agatha. Lo- loosely based on the Agatha Christie novel, and then there were none. Oh, yep. I oh. know why. I'm not going to tell you why. <laughs> okay. Oh, because they're being oh, picked off like one at a time. Okay. <laughs> yes, that's exactly why. <laughs> um, but it is. Uh, okay. But if you look at the. The poster, you can see that Manganello has cornrows because he still had his long hair for yeah. um, uh, True Blood. And he's a DEA agent. So they're just like, well, oh. just. Wait, no, that can't be right. 2014, True Blood was over by then. It came out in 2014. They might have filmed it beforehand and it t- took it a while to come out. Mm, yeah, when did True Blood runs? <laughs> True Blood. Oh no! Oh shit! Twenty ten to twenty fourteen. He was El Cid. Oh, boy, that's only it's only seven years ago. True Blood ended. Boy, I felt like it was much longer. No, that's okay. okay. Sorry but, about that. Um, My bad. There's a great scene where they hmm. they go to someone's house and there there's a raid that's happened and they relive it. And at one point, um, the person takes their gun and pops their clip in, and then their clip becomes the POV where you see the rest of the action that happens in the scene. It's pretty crazy. It's It, it was a good movie, yeah. and I remember seeing it hmm. post-Suicide Squad going, why wasn't this Suicide Squad? <laughs> You've got good movies yeah, in you. Yeah, yeah, um, Hey, Casey, I can't help but shake the feeling that you're drawing this out so we don't, don't talk about. about the movie. <laughs> I hate this movie so yeah, much. Okay. So um twenty this movie's twenty sixteen. Um and then the last thing I'll say, uh, and again, so listen, David Ayer is a very accomplished writer, director, both. Um, so we'll talk about trying to figure out what happened. But the last thing we typically talk about is our budget. Big budget movie here, $175 million, box office of 747. So it's a Commercial success, which is why we get Birds of Prey. It's why we get The Suicide Squad. Um, but again, that IMDb score, 6 out of 10, you know, again, I think it misses the mark for, for a lot of people. So anything else you want to talk about before we roll into this great discussion? No. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess there's nothing else to yeah, do. Yeah, but. Boy, the uh, the DC logo, all the like. Uh, there's no other way to describe the vanities for for all of these mm-hmm. as muted neon. Yeah, it's you know what it is. It's like that garish. It, it's it's clearly ha- Harley's motif, right? It's like that garish color. Um, but I mean, that's the feel of the movie. And then mm-hmm. even the even it's not even. It's not a song. It's just the like the the opening music, like the soundtrack music, is also a little bit tension inducing. Like it's, yeah. it's just a really good job right from that. The, the look and the sound, you know, I feel like they establish a tone literally in the first three seconds. A hundred percent. But then after the Warner Brothers logo, did you recognize the second logo? It didn't have the name of the company. Yeah, Rat Pack, right? Yeah, <laughs> yikes and yuck. Yeah. Is he, uh, I didn't look to see if he was a producer. A giant piece of shit? Yes. 
where would that, uh, I can't remember where that shows up. Producer, oh, maybe on the wiki page. I, I wonder if Brett Ratner's uh, a producer on it. He's not listed as a producer, but that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it's weird when, when your company does the beginning piece like that. And I think maybe he had been removed uh, from the credits. Sure. Due to him being a vile, vile human being. <laughs> but how do you really feel about him? Uh, you're right. It, it's also possible that he's he reached a point where he's no longer involved with everything that his company does. Right? He he's a founder. That doesn't mean. Oh, you know what? He may have left Rat Pack by this point. They may have kicked him out oh. because again, oh, yeah. he's a walking turd burger. Not at this point, but actually two years later. So in April 2018, Warner Brothers announced they were cutting ties with Rat Pack after Ratner's sexual harassment allegations. With Rampage as the final film to be co-produced by the company with Warner Brothers, and also the final film produced by Rat Pack to date. Oh, he might have killed his company. Good. <laughs> well, yeah, sad for the the other people that lose their jobs in that, but yeah, they yeah. can find another place as long as sure. they, they didn't willfully let what happened happen. They deserve mm-hmm. a second chance. Brett okay. Ratner, on the other hand, let's never let him harm us again in Got everything. It. So we have our first of many, many songs in this movie with the introduction of Floyd. It's the House of the Rising Sun, which is a great song. But by the time we get to our fifth song in seven minutes into this movie, I was like, hey, Warner Brothers, we know Mm -hmm. you don't have to pay anybody because you own the rights to all these songs. But tone it the fuck down. And it's interesting. I wonder how that works. So Warner Music Group, and we talked about this maybe in Watchmen, we talked about their ability to really get like so many, you know, if it was a song in popular music, Mm -hmm. they probably could get their hands on it. Yeah. I mean, they used it really well. Warner Music Group used to be part of Time Warner, but now it is, you know, it's a separate company. I wonder if they just maintain good relations you know that they're happy to partner and license music, but um, they're de- they're definitely different right. entities now. So they probably uh, give them a discount. I'm sure. Sure. We also are introduced to Ike Barinholtz's character. Only my friends call me Floyd. You ain't got no friends, Floyd. Griggs is very funny. In terms of just pure enjoyment for the sake of himself, he might be my favorite part of the movie. Sure. And he might be the actor having the most fun because he's got the funniest line in the movie. And you know exactly. Of course. Yep. You just. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Okay. Uh Yeah. This opening is really tight. But it's tight, but it's also just I, I couldn't catch my breath. It just went from one, and I'm like, "What? Who? What are we doing? Who are these people? What's happening?" Uh, but and I've seen the movie before, and I, <laughs> Floyd threatens Griggs somehow, some way. I'm going to get out of here, and I'm going to rain down on you like the Holy Ghost. Not what the Holy Ghost does. Well, maybe you know, maybe in your world, okay. Um, it it moves really quickly, but I feel like for me, this is the first time seeing Deadshot on screen. Right, I, I was. Yeah. Oh, vaguely aware of him from the comics, but again, feel like I I understood the character in that opening bit. Certainly, Harley, I'm familiar with, and they you know reinforce the character in there. And then again, Amanda Waller, sure. I'm familiar with from the the '87 run there. But again, she's you get everything you need there. So I think it's a really tight opening. I think it works really well. What I really like about this movie on the surface. Yeah. Is that it is setting up an extended universe, and it's laying sure. the seed for things that you need to know. This is the first time we hear the word metahuman. Yep. Um, we get funeral for a friend. 
we get the funeral mm-hmm. for Superman yep. right out of the comics. We, minus all the other superheroes because none of them are around yet. Yeah. We get both angles of that, though. We get the funeral, you know, for a friend. But we also get, like, that whole idea of the Batman angle, right? Like, if Superman's a threat to this world, how would we defend ourselves? I mean, so you get the bookends of yeah. the reaction that Superman, you know, elicited in the world. In Batman v Superman, did Bruce get some of the stuff from Argus? Is Argus mentioned there? I don't think so. I don't. I don't recall that. Okay. No. I mean, if it did, it certainly wasn't. It didn't. It didn't strike me. I, I had this thought. So we see Amanda Waller. She is essentially the Nick Fury of the DC universe. But like Nick Fury on the worst day. <laughs> That's a point I wanted to argue. Nick Fury does his job really well, other than missing the fact that Hydra, you know, is literally the organization he's in. Other than that. Well, he only has one eye. It's hard to keep an that's eye right. on that. Got to keep both eyes open. Um, Amanda Waller, I would suggest, is incompetent. You said it's her worst day ever. <laughs> I think she's just shitty at her job. Mm, I meant that her attitude is oh. the worst day, but yeah, she is fucking incompetent. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. She's meeting with David Harbour. Yeah. Yeah. Nice uh, little, little hot, uh, pop up there. Uh, uh, that guy. And a, that guy, a Navy Admiral. Um, I looked at the name. Uh, he, he's a that guy. Uh, he's he, been you know in who stuff. He looks he, like? Who's, what? You've seen signs, right? Yes. The army recruit. Why weren't you in the pros making stacks of cash and getting your toes licked by beautiful women? His name is Ted Whittall. I mean, he's got 101 actor credits. He's been in a lot of stuff, but he's definitely one of those guys. Yeah. Admiral. He's Admiral Olson in this. So he represents the military side of national security. Uh, David Harbour. He's Dexter Tolliver. He's got to be like CIA. You know, he's the the non-military side of national security. But, yeah, we never see him. He's always just in a suit. In a suit, He's yeah. never in, in but, a military. Uh, you know, essentially, Waller's making the pitch. Really, it's Fury's pitch for the Avengers, right? Like, we've got to have yep. a team to protect us against the metahumans. Now, whereas Fury's approach was, let me go find these heroes and bring them together. <laughs> Wa- yeah. Waller's like, hey, I've got these super-powered bad guys in Bell Reeve whoa, 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 whoa. barracks. I have ah. Uh, Superpower bad that's guy. True. That's true. That's true. Then I have a a, a lady with a bat, mm-hmm. a guy who can shoot really well, a guy who can throw boomerangs really well, right? And a, a crocodile man. Sure, 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 sure. That's fair. Okay. And they're gonna take on a magical being, yeah. And it's gonna go great. <laughs> it's gonna go great. Yeah. This and this is the part that's so disappointing. David Ayer can clearly write a great script. I don't mm-hmm. know what happens with this movie. Even if they so this is my problem with the movie. The only reason they're in this problem is because Waller has the ridiculous idea that she can control essentially a demigod with a with a box of C4 connected to a, you know, a prehistoric Barbie doll. D- to a tree heart? Yeah. It's... Right? It, it's the it's the dumbest fucking setup. All they had to do, even if they wanted Enchantress to be like the big bad, they could have just, they, they could have done anything else with this. The The story in this movie is just one of sheer incompetence. And that's the part that annoys me. Oh All the, God. everyone else deserved, they deserved a better movie than this. And some are getting one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, one is getting one. Oh, wait, yeah. is Jai Courtney back for uh, The Suicide Squad? Oh, I don't know. Who is Pete Davidson? Do we know who he is? I, I don't know, but I hope he's the slipknot of the movie. I hope his head gets blown up real quick uh, into it, because 
Fuck that guy and his Syracuse <laughs> hatred. Yeah, I'm okay with that. The guy's messed up. King of Staten Island's great. Never going to watch it. Captain Boomerang is in the Suicide Squad. Yes. But, you know, he could be, that could be like a, a flashback or you know, one scene or whatever. I fucking hate Jai Courtney and everything else he's ever been in. And he is great as Captain Boomerang. Is he really Australian? Yes. Yep, he sure is. He and sure I'm wondering is. if he his acting is hindered by him having to uh, hide his Australian accent, which obviously is no problem for Margaret Robbie because... Sure, sure. It's always more impressive when, it, like, British and Australian and, and Kiwi actors and Irish, all, all everyone over on that side of the world can do just yep. a standard American. I'm like, oh, good for you. When they do, like... A Long Island accent like uh, Harley has. It always just makes me go, huh, that's an extra layer of... Because in my brain, yeah. and I'm sure that's not how they do it, but in my brain, it's first learning how to do an American accent and then doing the Long Island And then adding, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Is, I, I mean, um, for Christ's sake, I went to acting school. I should know how this works. <laughs> you should know You should know how this works. Um, yeah, so that's her pitch, right? So she's going to counter the threat of metahumans with their own metahumans. Except these guys are bad guys, and she'll she's got leverage on all of them. I mean, there were shades of, again, except she's incompetent at her job. But it reminded me in some ways of like um, Batman's approach in Doom. You know, like they're they're all potential threats, but she's got an angle on each of them. And and that's Batman in the comics too, because that is based on a comic series, Tower of Babel. My my problem is is that she's taking instead of looking at every. Buddy, she's mm-hmm. looking at Superman and what he could have done. And not looking at the fact that, like, there's a kid in Central City that runs really fast that's stopping crime. All the other yeah, things. She's sure. just like, hey, an alien came and could have killed us all, but he never tried to. At this point, we haven't gotten Justice League Superman. So right. it just, uh, her, her reasonings yeah. are paper thin. You know what the problem with a metahuman is? The human part. We got lucky with Superman who shared our values. The next Superman might not. Unless you accept. So Fury, uh, again, misses the fact that S.H.I.E.L.D. is literally Hydra. He misses that clearly. But Fury is continually serving the greater good. Yeah. Um, and, And not afraid to say no, right? Like his, you know, getting Pierce to stop the Project Insight when he... He's trying to figure out what's happening with the Lemurian star and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Fury at least, I think, is a has noble principles, willing to work in an ignoble space. But maybe Waller's just a bad person. Yes. And so she, her instinct is to control, manipulate, and threaten, whereas Fury's is to, you know, again, she's she's targeting villains. Fury goes after heroes, and maybe that's just the difference in their worldview. That and I had a point, and I forgot it. Never mind. Okay, <laughs> so we get a flashback for Deadshot. We get a flashback for Harley. Before we get the flashback for Deadshot, uh, can we talk about the most ridiculous? Our stuntman doesn't look like our actor. Uh, excuse in this movie. Deadshot's up up on a roof. He's talking to some gangster. This is the exterminator you called for your rat problem. My count's looking a little thin. 
No one gets paid until what needs to get done gets done. Nope, that's not the rules. No money, no honey. Whoa, here's your boy right now. What about 20 of his new best friends? I'm still seeing zeros over here, Angie. This is stopping you and do your job. Oh, they're taking him out of the car now. In about 30 seconds, your window is going to close forever. Okay. Okay, okay, relax. Then he makes him double it. For being a dickhead. You got 10 seconds. Shoots a guy, goes to yep. jump off the roof, and slaps his mask on. Why? <laughs> um, Save for, oh shit, our stunt double looks like the stunt doubles from Spaceballs. We've got to cover his face. You've captured the stunt doubles! That is the sure, comic, comic accurate. Mask, I have a problem right? with the comic, comic accuracy accurate. in this movie. I have a problem with, he should have... Been like five, four, three, two, one. You know, oh, okay, and put the like the masks helps enhance how he's going to shoot. And I understand why he doesn't always wear the mask because you're not going to mm-hmm. cover up a beautiful man's face like uh, Will Smith. So right. I, I, I get that. Um, it's sure. just, I don't know. Just the couple of times he put the mask on this movie, it was very clear it was. And now Will Smith stunt double is taking over. Like he does it in in the in the building raid <laughs> later. Um, all those guys come up. He's like, "Oh, sure, put my mask sure. on." Okay, I'm gonna go have a cigarette. <laughs> you know, every once in a while, I will misremember Deadshot versus uh, Slade Wilson, the Terminator, Deathstroke, or Deathstroke, right? Um, Deathstroke, the Terminator, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, they've they've stopped yeah, using but, the Terminator, but yes, he was Deathstroke, the Terminator. Got it. Got it. Um, I just feel like their masks are so similar. There's no connection between them, right? It's just nope. They okay, all right. Yeah, no, um, no. You'll if you continue Arrow, you'll um, you'll understand that mask a little more. Oh, okay. Well, he's dead. Or well, unless he reappears, he showed up and died. Deadshot? Uh, no, 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 not Deadshot. Deathstroke. Oh, Deathstroke. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah. So our first flashback is um Floyd with his daughter. Uh yep. again, really building, sweet. Yeah, it's really sweet. I want you to come live with me. All right? I came at you with some resources. I'm going to get us a spot. It's going to be nice. You know, sweet but also like Mama says I can't live with you because you kill people. And then her being like, "Yeah, yeah I know you do bad things, yeah. but I still love you." And you're just like, oh "My god." Yeah, he's like, "Did your mother tell you that? That's a lie." That And the worst part is It's not. <laughs> no, it's it's right. He's lying mm-hmm. to her. I mean, it's but it's really well done. That's the part of the movie where I'm like, oh, I want more of this. Give me more of this. That's what I'm saying. I want I want the Floyd, I want the, the Deadshot uh, origin movie. Yeah. Oh, sure. Oh, I'd watch that 100%. Especially if Ben shows up because who shows up oh. is the goddamn Batman. Yeah. And- but he's not the goddamn Batman anymore. That- he's back to normal Batman. Like, he, yeah, he comes in ready to... To punch, but he he stops. Is like I don't want to do this in front of your daughter. Yeah. Like, oh fuck, that's Batman. That's Batman. This movie starts out really strong, showing a continuation of the story. Bruce said at the end of uh, Batman v Superman, you know, he was the hope in all of us. You saw the change start in Bruce. Yep. Yep. And you know, m- maybe I don't like how far it goes in Justice League, but uh, that's all going to be fixed by the time we get to that movie. So <laughs> it'll all be fine. Yeah. Um, and sure enough, Deadshot draws down on Batman, but his daughter jumps in the way, and of course he he surrenders. And it's it's I, I love Batman. You know, we'll see Batman in action in a minute, but I love Batman here. It's it's that yeah. It's kind of like that. Um, I've talked about the the two issue story arc in Captain America with Baron Blood, the John Byrne wrote 
in mm-hmm. in uh, penciled. Um, and there's a scene in there where Cap stops a guy who's like robbed a store, and he throws his shield, yeah. and he he doesn't have a shield on, and the guy's got the you know gun right in front of him. He's like, you know, I can shoot you, and Cap's like, I don't need the shield, just. It's over, son. Give me the gun. And, like, just force of will, like, the guy gives up. Uh-huh. Batman does the same thing. Like, it's it, it's just a really cool moment. I'm like, oh, that's why the underworld fears Batman. Like, the fact that he just shows up and calmly stares down Deadshot. His Deadshot's got a gun in his face. It's awesome. And to that point, you know, BVS Batman would have flown in. Kicked him, pushed the girl out of the way, yeah. broken his nose and all his teeth, yeah, yeah. and then drug him away. Well, you know, BVS Batman is really the Batman of um, The Dark Knight Returns, right? Like, he's willing oh, to do whatever he needs. Frank- yeah, yeah. And this Batman, to a point, is, but he also, he. It, I, I'm wondering if also the fact that uh, Batman is like, I don't want to do this in front of your daughter because where are they? In an alley. In an alley. Sure, sure, sure. Well, yeah. th- you know, this Batman... I assume has also suffered a loss. So that flashback ends. I'll be honest with you. I didn't pick this up the first time I saw the movie. So Harley's flashback starts, starts out. She's dancing like in a club. She's on a stage. She's not a stripper, but she's like a go-go dancer. Um, And in the little, Uh the little graphics underneath her name, it says accomplice to the murder of Robin. I was like, Oh, how did I miss that? The first time I, we watched this. So, Okay, so we know there's a Robin that's dead because of that and because of BVS. Sure, sure. There's a strong rumor that the Joker in this movie is is a Robin. Yeah, yes. Is Tim Drake. Because one of the many tattoos he has is a Robin. Dear Internet, he has that tattoo because he killed Robin. Yeah, you know, that would be a great way, though. That would almost be like the 007 is the office, not the person. Or James Bond is the, is the office, not the person. That would do a lot to explain why this is a Joker unlike any we've ever seen. Because maybe it is literally a different Joker. Sure. I could, sure. I could get I, into that I, I idea. Get... I, I could get into it. Now, I don't like that Zach has made the Robin that died Dick. He's come out and said that it's Dick. It's oh. not Jason. Oh, I'm like, wait, what? No. Why Why wouldn't oh, you no. just take the one that died in the comics? Why wouldn't you? Oh, wait, no. He didn't actually to, die, right? Didn't he come? Doesn't he come back? Yeah, no, no, no. Jason Jason, 100% died, but was put into the Lazarus. Oh, pits. that's right. That's right. That's right. And went cuckoo pants bananas for a while. So to be, yeah, you're right. To be fair, in BVS, when we see Batfleck for the first time, we see the, the mm-hmm. Robin uniform like in a shrine right almost. out of the comics right out of you know uh post death in the family sure 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 it's in okay, a shrine that's yeah. right so but, except in this one it says uh ha 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 i win sure okay so that okay all right so yeah but but i clearly i clearly did not pick that up the first time i saw it because when i watched it this time i actually had to rewind it to make sure that said what i thought it said yeah it's crazy now we move on to harley's backstory <laughs> uh and in it um not only do we get comic accurate Harley, yep, the Jester outfit, we also have a very famous recreation of an Alex Ross painting. Oh, really? Of the Joker and Harley. Yeah. Go Google uh, Alex Ross Joker and Harley and it will come up. The, the and you'll see what part it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When he's With behind her kind of draped on him. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. 
that's right in the movie. And I was like, fuck it. Like this, I'm st- first watch of this movie. I'm still excited. Yeah, me too. You know, me too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm watching. I, I mean, so listen, I was so jazzed when that happened. So you don't like this. You don't like Jared or Leto as the Joker. No, I don't for many reasons. Please explain because I think he's an interesting take. And again, you're, you're, so you're doing, you get cast as the Joker. You, you're up against Jack Nicholson and then Heath Ledger and you've got to do something mm-hmm. unique. I mean, he delivers a unique Joker. I don't like, I don't like it. <laughs> Sorry, that came on my feed. Do you, Real quick sidebar. Did you ever see when they were doing, and he's, he stopped doing it, but he did it, Age of Ultron and beyond, when there would be a question and Chris Evans didn't like what the answer was, he'd go, I don't like it. And they'd look down and go, I don't like it. No, 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 no. It is the most adorable. He looks down in a little kid voice. I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> he's the best. He yeah. is. Um, so Jared Leto is doing too much. It's too much. That's the problem. Uh, if it was the gangster version mm-hmm. uh, and more of the banger gangster than, you know, Goodfellas gangster, which was Nicholson, Nicholson sure. I'd be okay with it. Tad it out. I'm fine with it's just it's just like the rest of this movie. It is so much at once. It, it I I think I'm colored by the fact that Leto came out like days after it came out and was like, "This isn't all the stuff I filmed. Fuck this movie. And all the stuff is, that I filmed isn't in the movie." Wham, wham, wham. Like it's not called the Joker. It's called Suicide Squad. <laughs> well, you- and also the fact that he shipped you know uh, a dead pig to the cast sure. and a used condom uh, hey listen uh, I think hr that, department's going oh. that's the risk you run with working with a method actor right <laughs> hey method is stupid yeah, that's right um if you're mailing used condoms to your uh co-stars you're an idiot you consider your method yeah that's fair but I, I mean that. Uh, I, I gotta be honest with you i would be down for a, another movie with this joker Oh, well, good news. He's in Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League. Is he? Mm-hmm. Nice. A different right. version, but it's still Jared Leto. Okay. I believe he's in the the nightmare sequence that we're going to get. Oh, sure. Now, you've said this before, that is it Riddler is Batman's most most dangerous enemy? No, Ra's al Ghul is his most oh, dangerous enemy. Uh, I like the Riddler. Is you like his the, most. That's right. He's your favorite villain. He's your favorite. Got it, what got it. is Batman's moniker? The world's, world's greatest detective. Joker's just pure chaos. So that's what I love about Leto's performance is every time, like when he moves closer to you, when um, when he meets Griggs later at the casino, and he moves <laughs> in on Griggs, Griggs should be horrified because there's literally no, even as the Joker's smiling and like sits on his lap and is caressing him, he should be horrified because he could slit his throat in a second, and that would have been just as much in character. And the Joker probably has at some point. Sure. Oh, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to hurt you really, really bad. 
in the setup for Harley, right? So she's dancing. This is Joker, to your point. He's the gangster, but he's like the tatted up gangster, the clown prince of crime. He's in his mm-hmm. club. Monster T, who is common with some horrific facial tattoos. So many face tattoos in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joker offers him Harley like there's a hot wife cuckold scenario thing going oh, to- where he's totally joker is a cuck 100 percent. oh no, no no i think he's it's there's another subculture hot wife where i think he enjoys so the cult the cuck is like the the um the less than yeah like the it. less than like the submissive male oh, i think okay. he's i think he enjoys seeing his woman you know do whatever. Listen, I'm I'm just saying that's a thing. Uh, but uh, Monster yeah, T correctly correctly is like I don't want no beef. You don't want no beef. You don't want Why, no beef. Wrong? You don't want no beef. You don't like me? Fine, don't waste my time then. This is a lady. I think he wanted to give him an update on what's happening at the docks. He's like, you know, we make a lot of money sure. together. And Joker's like, no, take my woman. And he's like, uh, uh, this doesn't seem like a good idea. And sure enough, Yo, Jay. Joker kills him. But again, that's that idea. Like, in a second, Monster T is dead for, for no, no reason. reason that we see on screen. I mean, who knows? Maybe there's something else. Yeah, I mean, Ayer has come out and said a bunch of stuff about what was filmed. And so, you know, you got to weed through what actually was there. One of the things that I do wish was in this movie or maybe it was supposed to be in BVS. I can't remember. Where the, the introduction of the Joker was originally supposed to be some flashback where he's laughing okay. at the end of it. And it closes in on his mm-hmm. normal teeth. And then it it comes in so far it's in his mouth. And then it comes back out and they're all broken and busted. And Batman's just punching him Jesus. repeatedly as... Dead Jason Todd, or dead, yeah. I guess, Dick Grayson is there, and Wayne Manor is burning to the Fuck. ground. Like, all the stuff in BVS is caused by the Joker. I'm like, okay, I do kind of want to see that. I 100% want to see that, yeah. And again, I, I'll take more Jared Leto. Like, I like this Joker. Yeah. I, I like this Joker because it's I, not a Joker I've ever envisioned. I, it's it's not the almost vaudevillian Mark Hamill from the animated series, right? Like, it's... You watch, you, and you th- watch those are mouth. all great Jokers. <laughs> But what I love about this is he found a unique path and he gave us a new Joker. And I think that's hard to do. Do you think Jared Leto feels bad that he's only, the only uh, post-2000 Joker not to win an Oscar? <laughs> I mean, I don't think he's feeling that bad. I mean, he doesn't seem to be doing... Yeah, you know, I mean, like I, I feel like he's got a pretty good career. Did he win an Oscar for, for Dallas Buyers Club? Yes. If he, I don't if he didn't, he should have, right? Uh, yeah. Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. It's got to be for Dallas. But yeah, Dallas Buyers Club. Yep. I've never seen Dallas Buyers yeah. Club. Seriously? Do oh my god. Now now listen. They yeah, they no, play they play a little bit fast and loose with the the actual history of Matthew McConaughey's character, but as a film, yep. it's phenomenal. And Jared Leto is phenomenal. Move it along, guys. So then we're introduced to uh, Captain Boomerang, and uh, man, do you know who directed the scene? Because it sure as fuck wasn't David Ayer. Zack Snyder? Fuck yeah, he did. Because nice. he knew it was just like James Gunn. He knew what he wanted to do with The Flash. Sure. So let me, here, I'll come in and drop this in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a great scene. It's a really fun scene because you, you get so much from this. Uh, then we get Diablo. Uh, Diablo, Oof. probably the most interesting, well, not the most interesting. Harley and 
dead shattered. Certainly of the rest of the crew, Diablo's the most interesting character. I love the uh, the exchange where Amanda Waller puts the uh, the screen up to the the tank that he's in. Mm-hmm. That ain't me. Just Amanda Waller. That wasn't you. Like for a second, she thought they brought her to the wrong metahuman. No, just like you're seriously going to lie to me when I have video evidence that it's clearly you killing an entire yard full of prison people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, nah, they say it's me, but that ain't me. That guy's gone. He's dead. And yet here you are. It's a little silly when he does the flame and it just says bye. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Give it the R rating and have it be fuck off. Come on. Well, but again, he's. I love his line. He says later, "I'm gonna die in peace before I raise my fist again." Yeah, I like it. Um, then we go to the opposite end. Killer Croc is just fun. <laughs> By the way, the pig that they feed him is the pig that Jared Leto mailed to the crew. Was it really? So. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, now that is, that's Spawn, right? That is, oh no, I thought that was, what's his name? It's uh, it's Mr. Echo. It's not Michael Jai White. It's, it's um, not Michael Jai White. Oh, why did I think it was? A, 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 a because a, Jai Courtney is in this movie and I, that's why. Because Jai Courtney, yep, that's why. Because I saw, yep, that's it. Who's Jai Courtney in this? Jai Courtney in, is Captain Boomerang. Uh, so I, I saw Jai Courtney Jai and I was thinking Michael Jai White. I was Jai still White. thinking Michael Jai White. Listen, yes. I finished my margarita. I'm yeah. onto my beer. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Adewale Ekinoyu Agbaje. I like to call him Mr. Echo. Mr. Echo Lost. because you, yeah. Yeah. Um, which I He's didn't also, see Lost. He, I didn't watch oh, that. I know you didn't. What else would I have seen him in? Uh, the Mummy Returns. He's didn't the, see, oh, he's, he's the guy. Oh, he's. He's cursed from Thor of the Dark World. Oh, right. But again, in makeup. Yeah. Okay. Well, you see him for a hot second as himself. Right, right. And he's he's really interesting. And I think we talked about it in Dark World, but it's worth mentioning again. He's British. Yes. But every time he's in a movie except for this, he gives himself like a South African accent. And I'm just like, this is absolutely fascinating. Okay. That's right. And that's who he is. And again, you didn't watch it, but the TV series Oz, he's Oz. out of BC, yep. who, which is a brilliant character that's right does he have a south african accent in that he, uh he he has some kind of an african accent i i can't tell it but it's yeah you know i'm saying south african that's not it's some yeah, kind of an african something continent yeah absolutely it's it's not it's not the working class british that he actually has yes right right right, right. okay i love when the guard gets eaten ike barinholtz is that the new guy ike barinholtz <laughs> quietly killing it in every scene that he's in was this uh cheerleading trials they bring deadshot out to a, uh, a firing field and there's just a slew of guns in front of him yeah he loads one you got one in the chamber what you gonna do with it points it right at Griggs, and Griggs like <laughs> colonel for the record this is exactly what i was concerned about ames if this man shoots me i want you to kill him and i want you to go clear my browser history best line <laughs> best line in the movie <laughs> Um, so I feel like that might've been an ad, but by it's really good. So Deadshot, of course, is suspicious. Um, now we skipped a little bit. There was a little bit with the enchantress where Waller shows off her abilities, blah, blah, blah. She has the, en- Oh, does that happen now? It, it happened oh, before that. Right, 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 yeah. right. Let's, let's spend a second on the enchantress because okay. the enchantress effect is creepy. It, yes. You see her. You're like, Oh, that's not anyone you're going to mess with. <laughs> Please take a shower. Like, just all of those things. 
Um, Please stop your eyes from doing that reflective thing that only animal eyes can do in light. (laughs) That's right. Um, Yeah, so she's an archaeologist who stumbles into a cave. She falls down the well into the bat cave, basically. And what's this archaeologist's name? Oh, Dr. June Moon. (laughs) Good Lord, right? Um, So she finds essentially what is a a fetish. She, She... Opens it, a spirit's unleashed, and she's possessed by this 6,000-year-old enchantress uh, who ruled this, you know, tribe as a god. And somehow from there, Argus gets her heart and is now in control of her. But we don't need to explain that because there's guns to be fired. Yeah, it's... I wish they'd spend more time on how that happened. So after, after the enchantress possesses Dr. Moon. Then Waller says, we went back into the cave to look for, basically to look for the secret of her power, which is okay. Right. And then, and then how is she letting you do that? If that's her, you know, her phylactery, that's where her soul is stored. Right. Why would she not kill anyone that enters that cave? Um, but okay. Yeah, meanwhile, you know, Enchantress is off killing people left and right. Sure, sure. I mean, it's this is this is a really big giant plot hole. One hundred percent. This is the whole problem. So then they, so let's accept that they find the fetish and they have you know they Doctor Fate consults with them or some um, Zatera, some magic wielder is like, oh well, this is clearly show us that. Yeah, what's that? Then show us that. Show us Dr. Fate. Well, show us Santana. Well, even, listen, I, I'm willing to give all this a pa- that a pass. So they understand that they have this physical object, that this is where Enchantress's soul is stored, and damage to this will hurt or destroy Enchantress. Okay, great. Wait a minute. I, I figured it out. It should have been Jason Blood. Oh, that would have been good, yeah. Doesn't have to, they don't have to bring the demon in. Just have a dude with red hair with a white strike. And be like, he was a consultant. They don't even have to say his name. We'll, us comic nerds will know exactly who it is. And then you don't have to try and make Dr. Fate's slightly silly costume make sense sure, in live sure, action. Sure. Or is it, or honestly, Zantana's, she's dressed like a, she's dressed like a magician's uh, Wanda assistant in yeah. a WandaVision. Yeah. Um, so listen, actually, we should, we, so we should explain because I feel like we're going deep cut here. So Jason Blood in DC Universe is a man who is connected mm-hmm. to an actual demon, Etrigan. Yes. Etrigan, the demon that goes back to Merlin, right? Merlin first bound him. Mm-hmm. I love Etrigan because Etrigan speaks in verse. He does. If you're a fan of Neil Gaiman's brilliant Sandman, um, mm-hmm. Etrigan shows up in the first, uh, it's like the second or third issue. He's he's manning the gates of hell. and uh, He's so cool. He's really he is cool. One of my favorite old um, Batman covers is done by Norm Brayfogle, who sadly died about a year or a year and a half ago now. And it's Batman on a cathedral because there's 10 billion of those sure. in Gotham and Etrigan's there. And Batman's kind of like holding his cape and it's flowing in the wind. And Etrigan's like holding sides of the building and just like ready to pounce on you. I'm like, well, I'm picking this guy. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's yeah. Batman. So I would have yeah. anyways, but Holy crap. D- don't I recall, if I remember correctly, didn't Etrigan show up in Batman, the animated series? He, he's in end. an episode yeah. of that, yeah. Yeah, and it's oh, so he it was so, new Batman Adventures where it happened. Oh, that okay, got it. Yeah, but but he's a really cool character. Yeah, you're right. That would have been 
he he could be like the consultant that ex- decodes the mystical. That totally would have worked. But in any event, let's let's give them a pass for all of that. No, I don't want to. <laughs> okay, sorry. So they understand what they have. Uh huh. Now you have this being of almost limitless power, and like on paper, I guess this makes sense. So the there's this case with two compartments. One compartment is the Enchantress's uh, heart object, the thing that's housing her soul. The other compartment is a little block of a, like C4, some kind of plastic explosive. But like you have to be able to like physically grab it or physically activate the switch. This is a being of magic and power. And Waller says she ruled, you know, like her and her brother ruled the, these early people like gods like this is a horrible idea, horrible idea. Like so, basically, you're betting on your human reactions, human perceptions, human resistance to magic. You're betting on that to be able that you can trigger this explosion before she does whatever magic she does, sure. which we see in sec in in a few moments. Clearly, does not work at all. That is the. That's what's wrong with this movie, is this whole setup makes no sense. In the military terms, it becomes foobar. So fucking foobar. Yes. Yes. Uh, (laughs) All right. And then Colonel Rick Flags, the last uh, flashback we get, he's a special forces officer. Um, Waller manipulates him. He's assigned to protect Dr. Moon, and he falls in love with her. So now Waller has leverage over him. Oh, boy. Yeah, blah, blah, fucking yeah. blah. So um, so back to Deadshot, because that, that, this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Uh, spoiler, this might be... He's got favorite. the gun. Yeah, best scene. Yeah. yeah. He's got the gun, and he's like, oh, ha-ha, you know, it's a... He, he says a bunch of jargon that me who's... So, yeah, so his idea is that, okay, look, this gun's in front of me, but there's no way you're giving me access to guns. So first he's like, okay, well, the uh, the firing pin has been filed down, so... Literally, you know, the pin mm-hmm. is like this long. When it comes forward, it, it goes in forward enough to strike the primer at the at the back of a bullet, right? The yep. little explosion that makes a big explosion. Um, if you file down that firing pin, you can rack it, pull the trigger, and it'll the hammer will, you know, hit, but it's it it won't go forward enough to strike it. So that's like a way to disable a gun. Right. He's like, or it's uh, dummy rounds. Again, no way you're giving me a live weapon. Um, so as he pulls... <laughs> he points it up in the air. His reaction when he pulls the trigger <laughs> is... It's almost like he just came, right? Like, which is perfect for him. Yeah. He's like... <gasps> oh. And I love when he smells it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be like, oh, wait, did that he's really like, just happen? <gasps> Smokeless powder. It's so oh, cool. Oh, yeah. And then he's like... Y'all jokers must be crazy. I'm so sorry. I have to pause. Etrigan, the demon, and Jason Blood in Batman the Enemy series was voiced by Billy Zane. <laughs> Beautiful. Nice. That, ma- that makes perfect sense. Rad. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who also played a demon in um, the... Demon Knight? Demon Knight, yeah. Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. Yeah, absolutely. All right. You had one other word to retreat. I couldn't think of the I couldn't think of the title of the series. I was like, uh I, I was thinking terror. No, yeah, okay. So Deadshot lays out a whole bunch of terms to Rick Flag of what he wants to have happen. Uh, first, I want out of here. Second, 
I want full custody of my daughter, all right? And her mom can have, like, supervised visits, but her stank-ass boyfriend can't come. Donnell can't come. Donnell's out. He's out. Third, y'all gonna pay for my daughter's whole education, best schools. And then I want her to go to college, like Harvard or Yale. Ivy League. Ivy League, yeah, one of them big joints, you mm -hmm. know? And uh, if she can't cut it, and her grades start slipping, I need you to white people that thing. Mm -hmm. That joke, I'm like, oh, that joke's even funnier now. <laughs> yeah. You know how y'all do. Oh, yeah. You all right? Okay. Now, that's my price, but I'm concerned because I don't see nobody writing shit down. Does he lay him out to Rick Flag? He lays him out. Well, that's the best part. He's like, <laughs> you're in no position to make any demands. I'm sorry. You thought I was talking to you. No, Aaron boy. I'm talking to your boss. The visuals in this scene all are so good because him and Flag are face to face. Rick Flag's great. He's like, "Yep. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah." And and uh and the the tension between the two of them is so good. And it's it's the beautiful thing because we don't see Waller in any of that. It's a tight shot of the two of them and then it's shifts. Uh, then we have the Joker because they've they've taken them all out. They're going on this mission. The Joker is in his lair, dejected, and this guy comes. Where is she? It's complex. There's this new law where if you're a bad enough bad guy, they stamp terrorists on your jacket. They send you to this swamp in Louisiana, a black site. That's where she is. So what are we doing? Bring the car around. We're going for a drive. The only thing I want to point out here is when he lays down to laugh, all those knives are surrounding him and everything. On the outer, up in the right-hand corner, are baby clothes. Really? What is? What do you think that's about? Mm. Does that connect to Harley's, I don't, I don't like, her fantasy reward? The Enchantress? I think so. I think, I think, I think it's supposed okay. to. Rick and Enchantress, or Rick and yeah. June Moon uh, are together. The Enchantress takes over and gives Rick a vision. The only thing I want to point out with this vision, just sorry, June wouldn't have had her bra on. That gets cut <laughs> if you're working with, I understand why it's a PG-13 movie. It all, it just always right. drives me nuts. I'm like, the underwire would burn her if she was shocked oh, yeah, with the yeah, paddles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That goes. Um yeah, so again, another so if June can mumble the word enchantress in her sleep, clearly Eek. clearly this is a bad plan. What Waller threatens Flag with later if he doesn't go along with the plan, right? Like if you leave, then you know, basically she's getting strapped down to a hospital bed and she'll be, you know, drugged up into a, you know, a coma. Winter sh winter soldier that Which shit. Which she should be. Like put her in a coma. Until she needs to be woken up and then be like, okay, say Enchantress, become Enchantress until we can get this under control. Yeah, yeah. The fact that the fact that Flag is somehow watching her but is sleeping in the room with her, and she's apparently at risk of saying the word Enchantress in her sleep, which then summons the Enchantress, this theoretical oh control Lord. of the explosion box makes no sense. This is the point where I start to get annoyed. And this is the point where the yep. the story really starts to to crumble, in my opinion. You bet your ass it does. It is. Oh, God. Uh, we get the Enchantress big plan. Yeah. So she... They worship machines, so she's going to make a machine for them to worship. That's right. Well, first she goes and gets her brother. Right, 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 right. Right, because her brother's idol is in Waller's possession, and they must not know. It's on a shelf like a trophy. That shit should be under lock and key. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, she call, she summons forth her brother, whose name is Incubus. Great heavy metal band. Yeah, that's right. Uh, possesses a guy in a Midway City subway bathroom. Enchantress brings him up to speed. This is the place where you mentioned uh, the machines. So they're going to create this machine that will help them take over the world. Midway City is the city of Hawkman. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Who's Midway City is in Michigan. So is Midway City Detroit or it's Detroit adjacent? No, Midway City is Midway City. I don't know how this is so hard. I don't understand. I don't understand. There is a New York City and there is a metropolis. There is a New Jersey City and there is a Gotham City. For fuck's Wait, sake, metropolis man. is Chicago. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's a Chicago and there's a, well, it depends on who's writing it. I mean, clearly in BVS, it's supposed to be somewhere in New Jersey also. <laughs> Okay. Okay. All right. Like New Jersey gets a metropolis. Okay. All right. <laughs> I've been to Jersey. There's no metropolis there. Sorry. All right. Okay. Todd. So now the whole conflict of the movie is put in motion because of this shitty control that Amanda Waller thinks she has over the over the demigod that she thinks that they've enslaved. Right. So at this point, I understand what they're what they're they're, they're giving us a misdirection. Yeah. Because initially we see June Moon go in, and my note was, if June Moon has gone in, why are they also getting Task Force X together? Yeah. But we know why is that the scene that we saw with June Moon happened before. They sent June and Rick in first. Oh, and that failed? Yeah. And then they called in Task Force? But they make it seem like everyone's going, and June and and Rick just get there first. And I'm like, that's okay. Well, all right. I mean, I guess that's marginally better. Did you catch that the neck bombs are made by Wayne uh, Enterprises? No, I missed that. Yeah. uh, Yikes. Van Van Chris, it's a subsidiary of uh, Wayne Enterprises. Yikes. You see it real Uh, quick when Joker breaks in in a minute. It says Van Chris Enterprises. Subsidiary of Wayne Enterprises. This is right out of Escape from New York, right? So they've got this little mm-hmm. capsule that's been injected in their neck. It's a nanite explosive. It's the size of a rice grain, but as powerful as a hand grenade. You disobey me, you die. You try to escape, you die. You otherwise irritate or vex me, and guess what? You die. I'm known to be quite vexing. I'm just forewarning you. Ladies, shut up! So Joker comes in to retrieve his Harley... But uh, they're already gone at that point. So Midway City's being evacuated. We've got, like, the, the Medivac set up and all this stuff. The team comes in. Uh, we are introduced to everybody with these giant, like, bright colors and, uh, you know, the like, the list of stuff that happens to them. And, um, you know, each one is, is, is not the same information, so that fucking bugs me. It's, hey, right. let's try and make a joke out of each one of these. The only one that I kind of chuckled at was Captain Boomerang, Affinity, Pink Unicorns. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep. <laughs> and then Slipknot is introduced, and it's very weird. Slipknot doesn't get a, he doesn't get a big uh, flashy uh, uh, introduction. There's just like, oh, this is Slipknot. I bet it's going to be a slow build sure. to his story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but the the best one, yeah. the one that annoys me out of all of them. This is Katana. She's got my back. She can cut all you in half with one sword stroke, just like mowing the lawn. I would advise not getting killed by her. Her sword traps the souls of its victims. All right, that's all we're going to talk about that. <laughs> no, yeah. wait. Yeah. We could spend conservatively 30 minutes on that character. <laughs> I feel like there's 
I feel like there's parts of the story that are really well developed. Uh-huh. And then I feel like there's parts of the story where they just threw in, you know? It, it, it feels inconsistent. The gang gets all their gear. They suit up. Oh. Um, Harley's got the funny bit with the voices. What was that? I should kill everyone and escape? Sorry. The voices. <laughs> I'm kidding. Jeez. That's not what they really said. And then the funny bit where she's half naked. What? I only find it funny that we're ogling at her is because she's clearly trying to disarm everybody. She knows how to yeah. use her sex positively. She hardly sure. knew exactly uh, what she was to doing. To her in that advantage. Minute. Yeah. <laughs> like stretching yeah, yeah, yeah. and getting everything all nice and tight. You know what you're doing. <laughs> if activity was happening around her in that courtyard as she was getting dressed, I would call bullshit clearly. If she's getting dressed there, everything would stop. They're told everything about it, that if they, they're caught, they're going to be disavowed, the whole thing. What, we some kind of suicide squad? Waller appears video, via, via iPad that Flag has. They are on their way into Midway City. They have to rescue HVT1. I'm assuming stands for High Value Target 1. Target 1, yeah. I looked it up. But did they say nope. it? I felt like they said it, but I didn't hear no, it. No, I just okay. looked it up. Because I was going to ask you, okay. and then it showed up in the notes that I was, uh, the trivia I was looking through, that it stands for high-value target. That, that's what I assumed it meant. So um, now the deal is they complete the mission. They they get time off their sentences. So it's not a pardon. Nope. This, and this is right out of the comics. That's why some, some characters yeah. continually are on the Suicide Squad because they're trying to work down their sentence. Sure, sure, sure. They go up in a helicopter. And they take off. Yeah. And what song plays, Todd? Oh, uh... It is City in the Motherfucking Sky. Hey, DC, don't blatantly rip off the fucking movie you're trying to do by taking a song from it. Spear in the Sky is from Guardians of the Galaxy. When it showed up in this movie, I believe... you. I don't remember if we saw this together. I'm pretty sure I went, oh, what the fuck... (laughs) Like, I was so mad at this point. I, I think we did see it together, and I think I do remember I was you saying that. angry <laughs> that they did that. I'm like, yeah. because at this point, I'm like, oh, you're trying to build on that anti-hero Guardians of the Galaxy vibe. And then a sure. song that is very prominently featured in that movie shows up in this one. No, suck on a dick. That's I, <laughs> It does feel like a, like a little bit of a flex. Yeah. All right, so the, their helicopter crashes. Second one lands. It's weird that uh, Waller seems really concerned that all the Suicide Squad is presumably dead at this point. I don't see why she would care. Yeah. It's not like she's in the city. That would be absolutely fucking stupid for her to be in the city. (laughs) Yeah. Right? She's still in D.C. watching this on satellites, right? Right? Yeah. They approach the subway, and as they're going, I love the conversation, Boomerang and Slipknot. Boom in the neck crap. That ain't real, mate. So they're trying to trap us with our own minds, right? But you look around, we're free, bro. How do you know this? Just trust me, I know, right? It's a con. Now I'm gone, because I've got a life to live. Question is, are you coming? Boomerang makes his move. Katana kind of counters him and gets him up against the wall with her, her sword to his throat. So Slipknot's like, fuck this, I'm out. He does the, the Slipknot equivalent of the Batman smoke mm-hmm. bomb. Zips up the wall. He goes and then flags very calmly, like, I got this, pulls up his app, and fucking Slipknot's head explodes. (laughs) Unexpected laugh. (laughs) 
<laughs> and Captain Boomerang's like, I may have misjudged what was happening in this <laughs> That's moment. Right. Damn it. Because Captain Boomerang 100% gets slipped, not killed. He's totally like, that one's on me. You know what, guys? I'm sorry. That one's mine. I, I My bad. Now that's killer out. The team moves forward. They stop as they've they've identified some hostiles in front of them. <sighs> Waller tells them to avoid. That's not their mission. Um, but, you know, despite that, a firefight occurs. Now, these are inhuman-looking humanoids wielding M16s. You know, if, you, if you're not already clued into it these were men but now they've been transformed in some way but it's okay that they're faceless that's how this movie stays pg-13 because apparently the mpaa has no problem with faceless things being ripped apart Uh, it's when it's actual humans then it's r um not violence is violence sorry that this scene is incredibly violent and should have gotten this movie an r rating violence is violence it's i i i think it's stupid that we that we allow horrible things to happen to faceless computer generated characters and think that it's not something it, it at the very least we need to come up with another rating in between pg-13 and r there should be like a 16 yeah there should you know just yeah you know we talked about that a little bit in Winter Soldier and then Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure. You know, the Necrocore yeah. are kind of like those, you know, they're not human. So if they die, it's not the same. I, I understand your point. It's um, always bugged it's, me. When we get, when we get to, um, yeah. when we get to Infinity War, all those, those dog things that show up in Wakanda, the spoilers for Infinity War, dog things show up in Wakanda. Um, well, <laughs> listen, if you haven't seen Infinity War, uh, th- then you're clearly listening to the wrong podcast. But they are, like, slicing themselves and committing suicide to try and get through the shield. And I'm sitting there going, this is PG-13. Th- these things are literally yeah. being sliced in half. Now, I don't think it yeah. should get an R rating, but there should be something in between. I think the PG-13 is. You know, it's not a—this shouldn't be a PG movie. I, I do think this— I do think this is the right place. No, 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 no. no. I think this is a PG-13. Well, you know, we we were trying to show the Bean uh, Gremlins, which is one of the reasons we have PG-13, because that movie is PG. With an asterisk. And should right. not be <laughs> A strong all. PG. A yeah. fucking Gremlin is blown up in a microwave. <laughs> <laughs> but I had always thought that Gremlins 2 was also PG. Yeah. And it's on HBO Max, and since I finished Gremlins after uh-huh. uh, the being bounced on it, I was like, oh, let me watch Gremlins 2, the new batch, again. And I and I pulled it up, and I'm like, oh, it's it's PG-13. And then I'm watching it going, oh, it should right. be. It yeah. should be PG-13. Well, I, I'm okay. You know, I think this does differentiate correctly. You're right. There is violence. It It's a straight-up firefight because in addition to the Suicide Squad— Rick has his his usual squad with him, and they're conventional special forces troops. You know, mm-hmm. conventional special. They're not metahumans. They're special right. forces troops. I mean, it is a firefight. These monsters, despite the fact that they are carrying um, rifles, they charge the Suicide Squad and Flag's troops. And weirdly, I have no problem with bang, you're down. Okay, that's PG thirteen. It's when Katana, like, slices half a head off of one or Harley bashes in the head of another one. That's the point where I'm like, there needs to be a different 
rating for this. Like, it's a little too much. So I remember that specific shot. She, like, slices half of a skull, but there's nothing that looks even vague. Yeah, what was the character in um in Kill Bill? What was uh, Lucy Liu's yeah, character um, in Kill Bill? Oren Ishii. Wasn't that the same thing that happened to her? Yeah, except the difference here, there's nothing that looks even vaguely human inside or outside. I mean, it might as well be a pumpkin that she's slicing, you know? So, But it's not. It's a living thing. It was. So that's sure. where my... Sure. Again, I'm I'm not saying it should. This movie should have been R. I'm saying there should be a different rating. This seemed like the perfect movie to to get on my soapbox about that. So you think they need another one? So above PG thirteen, below R. Have you ever seen Canada's? No. There's like 7, 10, 12, 14, 15, but that's, 17. So that's like what we get on TVs, right? Like we need TVMA, TV 14, TV 17. Yeah, when was like, the last time we did anything with the MPAA rating? 1980. When was when was uh, Red Dawn? Um, 85, 80. I think. We're due for another update. It's well, been since 85 NC-17 since we did was it. after that. NC-17 was the last But that was, was just replacing thing. X. So... Right, right. Okay, so that was what, mid-90s when we got NC-17? yeah. 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 I mean, <clears throat> listen, I, okay. Yeah. We're, we're about to go on. A, yeah. I was about to. And NC-17 is more there for, for nudity, which is very strange. <laughs> I'm of the opinion that uh, be clear in what your content is and then let sure. me make appropriate decisions. You know, weirdly, and I think it was a mistake. There was an episode of Deep Space Nine that I watched that mm-hmm. most of them were TVPG, maybe a TV-14 now that we're into the deep into the dominion war but it was like tv 14 sex violence drug use but and i was like did i click on the wrong thing this is yeah <laughs> this is deep space nine right? this is 90 star trek none of that shit's gonna be in here move it along guys so they enter the ostrander building the federal building which is funny because john c ostrander is sure 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 because that they they held on that for just a second too long for me to be like okay that's somebody <laughs> i gotta you know, what, I, I, oh, so I didn't know the name, but I saw, but I, but I wondered. I was like, I wonder if that's a name mm-hmm. that means something to DC. Yeah, more of these, whatever you want to call them, are they're fighting them. Uh, Harley pulls a Black Widow yep. with some extra flair in it. She does the same thing: the up on the shoulders, around. She does. She does the luchador. Yeah, that's pretty great. Um, Deadshot is able to provoke Diablo into basically, you know, committing violence again. Where you been, homie? This ain't my fight. You know what? You don't stand for shit. You ain't about shit. Don't touch me, man. Don't touch you. Don't touch me. What you gonna do? I'm touching you. I'm touching you. Do something. Don't touch me. Do something. You wanna see something? Yeah, I wanna see see something. Yes, I wanna see something. And he torches half the building. Because they're um, cornered, yeah. To, to allow them to... He sets them on fire. Deadshot's like, I was just trying to get you there. Phil Jackson, we good, right? My right. God, don't turn <laughs> me into barbecue. Yeah. Then we get a flashback, which is Dr. Harleen Quinzel becoming Harley Quinn. All the scenes with Joker and Harley are disturbing. And we've talked in other episodes about the dysfunctional, you know, abusive relationship between those two. It's uncomfortable to watch here. So first he asks, Would you die for me? Doesn't miss a beat. Yes. And then he says, Would you live for me? Which is like, well, that's... And then you see it. And I misremembered. I'm, I'm watching this going, okay, now he pushes her in. I forgot. She just steps back and does the nesty plunge. Mm-hmm backwards into the vat of chemicals um and i misremember that he starts to walk away gets frustrated for some reason and then goes to save her i'm like i don't remember that 
No, so why? Why is he going to leave? Yeah, yeah, you're right. It, he almost seems like exasperated or like yep. I, I don't want to do this. Like I it's I, I I'd love to know I'd love to know what Jared Leto like what is how was he performing yeah. that scene? Like what's happening there in his mind? I was curious about that. But anyways, he dives in, pulls her up and sh- her skin has already started to like drain of color to bleach out as they kiss in the chemical vat so they have their mouths open and there's yeah, that's that's exactly my reaction like oh oh no no team continues to climb the building and they get to the office <laughs> and who's in the fucking office todd who is it uh, of of course of course, HVT1 is Amanda Waller. So that'll do it for the Superpod Herocast for this week, because this movie is over, in my opinion. This is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. <clears throat> Fuck everybody who thought this was okay. No, Amanda Waller is a, is yeah, a strategic yeah, so- tactician. She would never be in Midway City, ever. In a day and age where we can satellite stuff in, fuck that. She'd never be there. I think, again, this is more evidence to support this idea that she's just really bad at her job. Or they needed a reason to get them all together. This has nothing to do with her being bad at her job. Uh, yeah, it it's dumb. And then, listen, so that's dumb, but then they double down on the dumbness. So she orders all of the technicians that are manning the command <laughs> center to basically shut it down, wipe the drives, and then she opens fire and murders these 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 texts that are supporting her. That is just a mean lady. They weren't cleared for any of this. I'm like, oh, this is the fucking dumbest. That's when I got, that's when I get angry at the movie. I was annoyed at the story up till this point. Then when she does that, I'm like, well, fuck this. It's right there with when uh, someone who was in some sort of branch of the military or something says, I didn't sign up for this. You literally signed a piece of paper to be where you are. Don't tell me you didn't sign up for this. Like, maybe in a Vietnam movie, maybe in certain movies that make sense. But, like, most of the time when someone says, I didn't sign up for this, like, no, this is literally the thing you signed up for. Don't. Well, listen, Waller's execution of those troops is a crime. It's it's a crime. Absolutely. No, I'm just saying it's as stupid as that. Like, when, because this is a trope in movies, too. Be like, hey, wipe all that data. Oh, bang, bang, bang. Now you're all dead. I'm like. Yeah, it's fucking dumb. There's still dead bodies that are going to be here. It's In my note, uh, Waller kills all the techs, then all in caps. Why? Fucking dumb. That's what I wrote in my notes. And I'd seen this movie before, and I still got angry at it. And then she shoves everybody her phone that's got all the the pictures that can obviously take out their... The icons? Yeah. Yep. That phone is not in a case of any kind. Yeah. She drops that and it breaks. They're going to kill her. D- Diablo. Put a fucking otter box on yeah, that thing. Come I on. <laughs> Superbot HeroCast is sponsored by, by Otterbox. Otterbox. Yeah. <laughs> Otterbox, please become uh, a sponsor. Good I, Lord. Because it happens so much in movies because they don't want to... They're already... Nine times out of ten, if you see somebody who has a case on their phone, I have come under the realization that that is just the actor's phone. If it's a phone you like think this, so? yeah, I think so. When it's a phone like this, this is product placement of some kind. I don't even know what she's using. She's definitely not using an iPhone. An iPhone. Um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but pay the extra money to get a protective case on that thing. Yeah. Or have it be like Rick Flagg has it in the... On the, the armband. Yeah, and the little gauntlet thing, yeah. 
they head up to the roof. They called in the, the helicopter to get them out, but the helicopter's not responding, and Flag realizes that the helicopter's been compromised. And sure enough, Joker's uh, got it under his command, and they open fire. Right, because something we skipped was that Joker slipped or gave a phone to Griggs, who gave it to Harley, and Harley's been getting messages from Joker the whole time. That's right. So as this firefight is happening, Joker has kidnapped one of the scientists from the barracks, the guy that injected them with the neck bombs. Right. Um, and he that scientist remotely disables Harley's bomb. So she strides, unafraid, over to the chopper. Waller gives the order to kill, but, of course, it doesn't do anything because it's been disarmed by the scientist. Mm-hmm. She jumps as the chopper starts to pull away. She catches the line hanging from it and, you know, dangles like a dancer doing, like, you know, like the rope performances, the silk performances, uh, right. as the chopper uh, flies away. Waller, of course, cannot stand this and oh, offers boy. dead shot on the spot of contract. Kill Harley Quinn. Do it for your freedom and your kid. Mm-hmm. And Deadshot's like, Oh, she did. <laughs> he takes aim, he sights, he fires. She drops. And then she pops up like, <laughs> Yeah. And he just turns around. Hmm. I missed. Waller, of course, is not satisfied. She orders the chopper be shot down. This is the scene we get from the trailer, which was the set to Bohemian Rhapsody. It's not set to Bohemian Rhapsody in the movie, right. but the the chopper takes fire from the other air resources. Um, Harley and Joker embrace at the tail of the chopper. It's hit as they're getting ready to bail out. Uh, the chopper gets hit. Joker falls forward into the chopper. She falls backwards out of it to a rooftop. And then as she looks, she sees the chopper kind of, you know, diving down behind a building, and she Mm -hmm. sees an explosion. And Waller receives word over the radio that the chopper has been destroyed. I I read somewhere that I think 80% of the stunts in this movie are done by Margot Robbie, and that stunt definitely is the roll, roll, get up and run. Like, it never is not Margot Robbie in that shot. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. She's in heels nonetheless. You know, that annoys I So when she gets dressed... Before they like take off to 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 deploy, that she's the, in heels. The yeah. stilettos she's wearing is ridiculous. It bothers me as much as it bothers me when we see it with Black Widow. Give mm-hmm. them tactical footwear. Give give them give women tactical footwear. It's 100%. bullshit. You could yeah, give her. I, you could give. I understand why it's it's that way for Harley in universe. It is to accentuate the leg, much like a, a stiletto or a heel. Sure, does. sure, but. You could give her a boot that has a heel on it that way, and it's still more grounded. And he, you know, find the best of both worlds. I get it. And yes, absolutely, Black Widow should always be in tactical boots. It is ridiculous. Black Widow and Harley Quinn, they're fine. They don't need any, they don't even need, you're right. They do have those solid boots with heels. Mm -hmm. They don't even need that. They're fine. Put them in tactical footwear. Uh, Nobody's kicking them out of bed for uh, eating cookies. All right. So just, uh, yeah. By the way, cookies is the name of my penis. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> You're filth. Usually, I'm the filthy one. Yay! Oh, look well, at this. I do have an awful lot of alcohol in me. <laughs> That's right. All right. Uh, okay, so um, Waller's in a chopper being evac'd, but her chopper gets brought down by Incubus, Incubus's like tentacle arms. Yep. Waller gets captured. Um, what was that light show gets- when the when the Hilo takes off? What were all those flares that came off? What was that? They're flares, which are intended to um, spoof uh, heat-seeking missiles. It doesn't make much sense there, I guess, but it looks cool. At first, I was like, oh, it's it's there to let the next helicopter know that that's where they are. Because no. she says, I'll send a heel up. I'm like, she didn't send a fucking heel up. No. She didn't care. No, the flares are for heat-seeking missiles. Oh, uh, okay. The real reason is it looks cool. I mean, that's <laughs> that's the only reason why it's there. Um so flag gets word Waller has been captured. She's one click, which is one kilometer west of the team, and so they've got to go get her. Um, the team reunites with Harley. Oh my God! Um, Can we spend a minute on Harley's performance here? Yeah, By yeah. Margot Robbie's performance. <clears throat> sure. Her. Oh my God! I'm so dejected. Oh shit! Here's the team. Hey guys, I'm back. Everyone seeing through it. We're glad you could make it. And her realizing it as each member of the squad comes up. If you can put this beautiful moment in your movie, then this entire the entire yeah. rest of this movie should be a thousand times better than it is. It it makes this weak story, the weak plot, it makes that even more tragic because yeah, look what they develop with the relationship between these characters, they all deserved a better story. The bar scene that's coming up in a second, that's great. Yes. I'd watch an entire movie of all, I would watch Almost Got Him Suicide Squad version. Almost Mm -hmm. Got Him is this great episode of Batman the Animated Series where it's Killer Croc, (laughs) Joker, Poison Ivy, and Two-Face, and they're all playing poker, and they each tell the story of, the time of they how almost they almost cut, killed Batman. <laughs> the best one is Killer Croc, because Killer Croc is a fucking moron on Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> he's like, so there I was. He was chasing me. I was running away. And then I got a rock, and I threw it at him. <laughs> and they all look at him, and then and Joker's like, so, what's your story? And, um, and <laughs> Croc just goes, it was a big rock. <laughs> uh, that's a pretty good Hamill Joker, by the way. That's a pretty good one. Let me get a little alcohol in me. Uh, again, another bit that doesn't make sense. So mm-hmm. Incubus orders the troops to bring Enchantress's heart back. Right. The part I don't understand is in a minute. Now, the Enchantress asks Waller how to destroy the human armies. Again, she's a demigod. Like, I don't understand this. And also, who cares if you can, can't destroy them? You're fucking turning them all into your minions. Just keep doing that. Yes. The team sees the magic engine, you know, firing up into the sky. They end up at the Hilo. Deadshot. Yeah. Deadshot finds well, he the- tell He demands Flag tell all of them the whole story, and he does. Now, we see what happened earlier, which, again, I didn't understand what happened. I don't know that I understand it here. <laughs> so Flag and Enchantress go in to destroy Incubus when it first starts, Enchantress rabbits, uh-huh. right? She takes off. Flag reports it. Waller Absolutely. opens up the case and starts stabbing Enchantress's heart. This is when Enchantress was standing in front of Incubus, and you see the spikes of light come through. He does something uh-huh. to her that apparently protects her or shields her. Makes her a disco queen. We've talked about this before. This is fantastic. 
obviously. We accept that. But once you establish rules right. in universe, you have to stay consistent to them. I don't understand why Incubus, like, if Incubus can protect Enchantress against the destruction to her heart, then why is, like, uh, then why do they, why need, do they the need the heart at all? Yeah, it doesn't, I don't understand that. And again, this feels like weak story writing to me. Well, and also, on this on this rewatch, uh, Rick Flagg should be dead. Because he gives, he starts the countdown of five seconds on a thing. Enchantress two seconds, not even five. It's in. two. It starts at five. Enchantress pops away. It's at two. That's what I'm saying. There's no fucking way he diffuses that bomb in two uh, seconds. Uh, no, I, I think if you if you rewatch, he says bombs ready. Except for two seconds. Oh, well, then even more. Even more. He, should, he be dead. should be dead. Yeah, she she hits it and disappears. Yeah, it's. There's no way he disarms that in two seconds. No, no, no he's dead. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so uh, I'm starting to get angry. I'm going to have a drink. But then we get the good bar scene that you talked about. Um, we get Diablo's full story. You ain't never whacked out no women, no kids. I don't kill women or children. I do. See, I was born with the devil's gift. I kept it hidden most of my life, but the older I got, the stronger I got. So I started using it. For business, you know. The more power on the street I got, the more firepower I got. Like that shit went hand in hand, you know. One was feeding the other. Ain't nobody tell me no. Said my old lady. You know, she used to uh, pray for me. Even when I didn't want it. God didn't give me this. Why should he take it away? See, when I get mad, I, I lose control, you know. I just... I don't know what I do. Till it's done. And the kids? He killed them. Didn't you? Yeah, so for a psychologist, uh, Harley Quinn doesn't really <laughs> have a good bedside manner. They Own that shit. Fuck, yeah. Harley. We're getting along here for a second. Well, yeah, yeah. I feel like she's disconnected from her... Uh, from her professional experience. In Diablo's story, again, we are in a PG-13 movie. He sets fire to the entire house that they're in, but his wife remains completely uncharred in any way, shape, or form. What killed her then? Yeah, he's holding her... Holding but then her she turns to dust. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It may, yeah, yeah. Come on, you're, guys. Yes, again. See, that's the problem. The good parts in this movie are so good. But the bad parts are so bad. And it's also like, five movies in one. Yeah. That, I mean, there's so many things pointing against this movie. There's so many things here. Yeah, yeah. So now the team closes in on Incubus's lair, right? So they split the Wait, team. Wait, one more, one more, one more a, stupid question. I'm oh. so sorry. <laughs> okay. Why no, is Flag carrying uh, Floyd's daughter's letters? What the oh. actual fetish fuck is going on here? What? Why? It, because Why? because they wanted to have a scene later where he looks at the letters. I mean, clearly that's the only reason, right? Then then he just simply says, "Hey, your daughters are around you. I have them." Then when the mission is done, have a quick scene where he hands the letters to him and then he's reading it. Don't have him. And he, he Why left. is yeah. he carrying them? It makes no sense. It it's another thing that makes no sense in this oh movie. Oh my god, this movie. Um, Sorry, go ahead. They're heading towards Incubus's yes. lair. They split the team. So Flag sends. A couple of his divers on a suicide mission, which literally, you know, you you can you can refuse, you know, you can refuse an order that is a 
a suicide order. I mean, that, that is that is acceptable. Um, well, are these but, guys are these event. guys true military or are they mercenaries? Oh yeah, these are flags special forces guys. Special forces. Okay. Well, yeah. Do you you know who one of them is? Right. It's Clint Eastwood's son, Scott. Oh, Scott Eastwood, the was one it? who actually blows it up. Oh, I didn't. Uh, we were who was Christian and I were just talking about him. Um, yeah, he's. I, I'm starting to be on the lookout for him because I really like him. He was in a movie about a forward operating base in Afghanistan um, on Netflix. It's really good, really good. Yeah. Not and really. it actually based on a true story. Yeah. Can we take a hot second to uh, talk about Boomerang's surveillance boomerang and how that doesn't work in any form of logic? I clearly missed boomerangs that. Boomerangs do this. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, well, I, I think I think there are people in there, but we just have this blurry, fast image. Yeah. He throws it in and they're watching it and then um, Incubus destroys it real quick. But it is just like, hang on, that's not how any of this. That movie on Netflix is uh, the Outpost. Oh, sure, yeah, I remember hearing that's... about that. Oh, Scott Eastwood's in that. It... Okay, he's the he's the lead. It's a wonderful movie. There's there's a lot of people in it. Orlando Bloom is in it. Not familiar. Yeah, right. <laughs> there's a bunch of other people that you'll recognize. But yeah, it, that's a good one. It's worth watching. That should be one of your movies some night when the family's gone to bed. You want something? Put that one on. The demolition team and Croc going mm-hmm. underwater. They're going to set a bomb basically underneath one part of the chamber and then try and trick Incubus into getting above it so they can they can detonate it. And Croc um, kind of like pushes his way onto the team. Right. He's like, you guys are just visitors. I live here. Yeah. Okay, And, great. He, and he does yeah. the, the, the trope of, I'm going with you. You got this. I'm not asking, bro. Gets in the water. <laughs> That's right. Now, the rest of the team comes in. You know, they they sneak in. They see Enchantress is doing her voodoo sex dance that apparently powers the machine. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> I wish we had visuals. <laughs> Casey, it's the Casey is totally doing fucking it. Fucking worst. <laughs> like, Cara Delevingne um, is absolutely gorgeous and the, her costume is such a flattering costume but when she does this it looks dumb it's yeah. really uncomfortable yeah it's one step up above julia louis dreyfus's elaine dance yep it's only you know it's in that same ballpark 100 percent. oh boy um so flag wants to draw out incubus and again wants to get the team you know get him into this one corner of the chamber so the team can detonate the bomb underneath again we don't have any reason to see they, they don't have like a remote detonator. So literally they're going to blow it in place. And, and also how two of his guys bomb is going to crack. kill a fucking God. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Spoiler alert. It does, but it shouldn't. They're gods. Yeah. Enchantress, of course, recognizes that they're the, the squad is there. She calls out to them and she, she offers them their, their deepest dreams. Right. So Deadshot has killed Batman. Harley has the house in the suburbs with two babies and a normal-looking Joker. And she's normal. Flag. Harley's is is the saddest of the three. It's the saddest. And it makes... So I did not see the baby clothes in that shot of Joker, but it certainly puts that in in an even sadder context. Does she have, like, in her lair, does she have a little corner where there's... Baby clothes in a blanket yeah. and maybe a bassinet. She has children. Uh, if you go with the animated series timeline, mm-hmm. she has children, but it's just sure, but they're but not Joker's children. 
Oh, I didn't know that. I don't. I don't think DD. I don't think the DD twins are uh, oh. Joker's kids. No, they can't be because the whole thing was that she wasn't going to have kids. That's why they kidnapped. Move it along, guys. Flag is waking up next to June, um, and then th- actually Harley's is sad. Diablo's, I think, of course, is the saddest. But I think I think Diablo's is less sad because he sees right through it. I mean, the instant well, he's yeah. in, he's like, this isn't it. This isn't right. No. Everyone else is completely engrossed in it. His kids are asleep yeah. on the sofa next to him. His wife comes in, right? Yeah, and it's it's the life he wants. I'll put the kids to sleep and then uh, maybe we can kick it. Jesus. <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's funny. But, yeah, you're right. D- Diablo reacts to that. He breaks the spell and and pulls all of yep. them out of their dreams as well. Um, and it's great. And of course he comes right around the corner and he's like, okay, if you're doing that, fuck you. It's now, now it's on. He k- steps into view and calls out the enchantress. She calls to incubus to have, to make them mm-hmm. bow down to her. Incubus comes out, the team retreats flag radios, the, the frogmen they're in position they got to get Incubus standing above the bomb. And Diablo says, okay, I'll do it. And he goes out again, flames up, and he turns into this Central American god form. Like the, uh, I'm not sure, Inca, Aztec, but the like the feather headpiece. It's a it's yeah. a really cool moment. Yeah, he's giant um, Incan uh, ghost rider. And it, 100%. And he goes toe-to-toe with mm-hmm. Incubus, and it's pretty good. Um, and for a minute, he's... Kicking Incubus' yep. ass for a minute. But Incubus gets the upper hand, and as he's kind of basically, you know, overpowering him, um, Flag's ready to order the detonation, but um, Diablo's like, do it, man, do it. So he orders it. Frogmen are dead. Uh, and the blast looks like it has destroyed Incubus as well, and the magic engine appears and to Diablo. have stopped. Or, I'm sorry, Diablo. Yeah. Yep. Well, both of them. Yeah, you're right. Incubus and Diablo. Yeah, I'm saying both, yeah. So, looks like the engine has um, stopped, and now Enchantress squares off against the squad. And she becomes creepy Enchantress again. Yeah, she says that her spell is complete. So, the fact that the engine stopped, they didn't stop her. She accomplished what she needed to do. And now the world change begins. We see an unkind... We actually, we see Star-Lord from Guardians 2, you know... In, hooked up to the battery for Ego, except this time Enchantress yep. is using Waller's knowledge of our national defenses to target yep. military bases, satellites, aircraft carriers, and we see literally like the giant laser death beams from the sky destroying all of these things. Um, holy shit, Enchantress is going to you know, disable our defenses across the world. Right. At one point, David Harbour's like, how does she, how is she doing this? That's not even on any maps. That's right. That's right, That's right before we see right. Waller. Like cool. Yeah. With a tentacle connected to her. Yep. Right through the brain. Yep. Um, I seem to remember, and maybe it's in the, um, the extended version that I wasn't bothered to <laughs> watch right. again for that's this. Right. Do the, do all the members join shoulders at some point during this fight? I don't remember that. I thought that maybe it's in the extent. At that point, again, I'm like, stop stealing from Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. Um. So, uh, Enchantress says, "Join me or die." Harley goes over. Is like, I'm not much of a joiner, but 
Maybe we should. But it's um, it's all a big uh, facade. <laughs> That's right. So I like what you're selling, lady. There's just one teeny problem. You mess with my friends. And then she picks up Katana's sword. Yep. Stabs Enchantress, but she's not totally dead because the, oh, she stabs her, takes the heart out. And well, the, then Enchantress yeah. is kind of laying on the floor. Again, this the heart stuff doesn't make sense. Um, actually, before this fight, so Enchantress comes back, basically comes out with two swords, and it's clearly not Cara Delvine. Like it's it's clearly a stunt person um, doing the two sword fighting. She wipes the whole floor, but before that happens, Flag says, "Oh no, he says they have to cut her heart out." Okay, so that may, okay. So then when. Harley slices, yep. it slices her heart out. Yeah. And Flag's got it in his hand. Enchantress is completely depowered uh, at this yep. point. And so they bring her back. Deadshot. You can't. Deadshot gets thrown Harley's gun. Croc, uh-huh. Croc has, they must have had two sets of the explosives because Croc has one. He Croc throws right. it into the vortex. Oh, that's what depowers her. Right. right. And Deadshot's ready to fire, but as he takes aim, his daughter appears in front of him. The only way for us to be together is if you don't pull the trigger. Please don't do this. Again, mm-hmm. don't don't you ever talk to me or my daughter again. And shoots the bomb. It explodes and the spell immediately reverses, undoing all the damage. Except for that Enchantress is still Enchantress. Um, Rick is saying... You bring June back. You bring her back. She says... She's not coming back. He crushes the heart thinking, oh, I'm going to... Rather have her rather than have her suffer as the enchantress because June I'm gonna let June yeah June had previously got him to like promise her that if promise to yeah, do that like yep. you take out enchantress no matter what so enchantress and slash June die but then it's a pretty cool effect it is a cool it's like yeah it's like she you, it's very Ghostbusters yeah like she steps out of the filth and of course it's the beautiful Doctor June Moon Cara Delvine mm-hmm. and they hug. Waller shows up. So we did all of this and we don't get shit. Ten years off your prison sentences. Nah, that's not enough. I'm seeing my daughter. That can be arranged. Any other requests? Oh, an espresso machine. Everyone gets what they want. Ten years off a triple life sentence. <laughs> Except for Boomerang. Darling, I'm walking out of here free man. Or we're going to start having some real fun. Why don't we have some fun? Poor Boomerang is sent sent back into jail, and he is yeah. freaking the fuck out. He doesn't because he's got. I don't. I don't know enough about Killer Croc. Is he a? Because he's a human who is like mutated, right? Originally, so is he a? Mm-hmm. Is he a black man who um, mutated? I don't. I don't know Croc okay. that well. Croc. Croc's. Croc's like a, a C list. Croc's pretty much brought in to distract Batman while something else is happening. He throws a big rock. Yeah. <laughs> it was a big rock. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, yeah, and then we get a great scene. It, you know, again, I feel like, I don't know that they're tropes, but it's certainly echoes of other movies. So Deadshot gets a moment. We see a, a moment. It's a scene with his daughter in the apartment. He's helping mm. her with his with her math homework. And, of course, it's a it's a, it's geometry, right? Uh-huh. Um, and, but of course, it's uh, you know in the context of shooting a gun off a rooftop and you know the hypotenuse and um, flag comes in and, you know gets the knock like okay it's time the agents come in with shackles flag stops ready him, to just yeah but that's is, a nice moment which is right out of the rock with Sean Connery 
right? Mm-hmm. Like That's Nick, exactly what I thought of. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, uh, I feel like I've seen this scene before. But he gets the right, nice it, goodbye with his daughter. Yeah. We see the rest of the team enjoying their rewards. Except, except for poor Boomerang. <laughs> who's raging in his cell. And he tries to get sweet on the female uh, agent outside. That just get me out of here, Donald. Please. Please, I'm begging you seriously. Listen to me. Have you got a car? Closes porthole. The incident closes. He just starts raging. And then Harley is in her cell. So Harley's in, like, a solitary. Everyone else seems to be in a row together. But Harley's in, like, Hannibal Lecter solitary. Yeah, it's like the cage the bar's cage in the middle of a larger room, mm-hmm. and it's, like, in the central. Yeah. And then everything around it has gates to it. But one of the walls is blown out. All these people come in. They shoot everybody. And, look, why spend time with him removing his mask? His fucking uh, chest says Joker. It's so Joker. stupid. That's right. And yeah. it's Joker, yeah. and he says, let's go home. And movie. Movie. Except, but wait! Oh, we've got a we've got old Batsy back again. Oh wait! Oh, I I clearly I was going to make a joke. That we don't get an end credit scene because it's not a Marvel movie. Is there an end credit scene? Wait! I went all the way to the end. Is it a mid credit scene? I must have fast forwarded past it. You sure Fuck. did. So Bruce Wayne and Amanda Waller are having dinner. This is crown jewels here, Mister Wayne, and you do understand my legal exposure. If anyone knew what I procured for you, listen, I can keep a secret. Okay. What do you want? People are asking questions about Midway City. The kind of people can get the answers, and if they can get those answers, my head will be on a pike. Consider yourself under my protection, if you deliver. She hands him a book. He flips through the pages. There's a picture of Barry Allen. There's a picture of Arthur Curry, which is confusing because all that was in fucking BVS. He knew about Aquaman and Flash in BVS. Sure. So I'm just like, what is this, what surface purpose is to serve. Yeah. He's walking away and Amanda Waller gets a little dig in. She goes, Good night. You look tired. Should stop working nights. So Waller mm. clearly knows Bruce is Batman, knows which is absolutely how it is in the comics, I believe. And then, um, and he turns to her and says, You should shut it down. My friends and I will do it for you. And, oh, movie. I torture you Take my hand through the flame. I torture you Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. So, well, Tom, hey, that was a that was a movie. Technically, that was a movie okay. that I really hated. Uh, hey, so Todd, we got some questions to go over before we. Uh, uh, Todd, who was your favorite? You, know, you said it perfectly earlier. It's one and one A. I'm fine with either one. Um, it's it's Harley or Deadshot. They are both such great characters and such great actors. Same, one hundred percent. It's the two of them. It's a tie between yeah. the two of them. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't care which order. Yep, one hundred percent. Casey, what is the best scene? It it might be the firing range, but I actually really enjoy the bar scene. Um, I you know what I I know why you say that, and I I like what the bar scene brings as well. Um, but you know. One of the one of the best characters in the in the movie, the scene that I think you know helps really set him that firing range scene, including yeah. including Greg's joke is just spot on. But the whole sure. the whole cat and mouse with Deadshot in flag. Yeah. You know, oh no, I was talking to your boss. Like yeah, it's. I mean yeah, what's not to love there? But you're right. The bar scene. 
again, the relationship. Yeah. It, those are the best parts of this movie. hundred yeah. uh, percent. Yeah. What's one scene you would cut? Uh, I, well, listen, the story, the, the plot is a mess. So go back through, it, it, use these characters. And I'm fine with like the enchantress being the threat or it's her brother or whatever, but go back and rework the story. It's story's just dumb in places. And that, for a, for a hundred and seventy five million dollar movie, the story should not be dumb. Not only a hundred seventy five million dollar movie for a two hour movie, we shouldn't be sitting yeah. here at the end of a two hour. That's plenty of room to get everything in there. We shouldn't be going. This didn't work, and this didn't. If this had been yeah. a tight ninety minute movie with less of the convoluted backstory stuff, I would feel better about this. I still wouldn't like it, but I would feel less enraged by it. Well, some of the backstory stuff was Joker, which you clearly don't like. Listen, no. again, I, I'm okay with the length of the movie, but you, you, you even if that was all plot. like, if we were like uh, 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 Jason Momoa in BVS, if that was the mm-hmm. only time we saw the Joker, maybe that scene, and then at the end when he breaks her out, none of the other stuff. If those were the only two scenes we had with him, and then. We're saving him for a future movie. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. It's just we're yeah. so reliant on this character that I don't like, that I don't think is Batman's best foe, is, is what bothers sure. me the most. Well, listen, I, you know, I was not familiar with that fan theory, but as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, 100% that. Make yeah. him. Make him Tim Drake. Like, yeah, I'm fine with that too. That that would have been that would have been interesting. I mean, yeah. so yeah, listen, uh, Casey, who is the actor having the most fun? I said that it might be Ike Barinholtz, but it's it's uh, Margot Robbie. Yeah, yeah. She clearly has a great time playing this role. That's right. I mean, Ike Barinholtz is there for probably just a couple of days. He's got the stuff in the barracks, and then he's got the casino scene. Yeah, but. Um, but clearly he's having a ball, but yeah, Margot Robbie. Yeah. Holy cow. It, Goodness. She's just, just doing such good work in this movie. Yep. hundred percent, hundred percent. So once again, uh, Casey, the IMDB score for this movie was a six out of 10. What do you think? So you said you specifically said a 6.0 out of 10, 6.0. That's what I said. You're going to reverse those numbers, and that's what I got. Re- that bad. I really hated so, this movie. Even even the 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 performances that I loved in this movie, I just want yeah. to take them and put them in a different movie. They don't en- enhance the movie for me. I hated yeah, this movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, I hear it. Listen, listen. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try and talk you into it. I, you know, I actually think I think six is fine. You know, what I mean, it's again the stuff that's good is is wonderful, but the stuff that's bad is just so bad. So. Yeah. Okay. This is, you know, not a movie I'm going to watch again. I can tell you that. Nope. So, I'm done. Even if they do this and, supposed A or cut, I'm not sitting through the shit again. N- un- unless it's literally a different story. No, I'm not watching it. Right. Um, I think this one's obvious. Watch it with kids. No. Not young kids. No. Not nope. any kids. Nope. Don't subject them to this. Listen, I mean, if you if you if you had teenagers like we were, right? Like, if you love this genre, then yeah, you should watch it so you've seen it. But but I wouldn't go with I wouldn't go with I wouldn't go with young kids. I wouldn't go with preteens and no. you know. So yeah, but I guess if theoretically, all right. Well, okay. Casey, so this is normally 
where we pick the next movie. But it Todd, is. as of this recording, well, as of this recording, we're a very long way away from it. But as of the release of this episode, six weeks, yeah, we are a couple days away from your birthday. The next episode will release ten days after your birthday. But we're going to continue the tradition of doing uh, a birthday pick for our birthday. So, Todd, what are you going to make me watch? So, this was now this was your idea last season, which I happened to love. Right, no, no. like this was my to, brother's idea. Oh, it was Collins. That's right. That's right. Um, we started it last season. I think it's a brilliant idea. I love it. Last season, both of us. Leaned into. Hang on, you're, you're also wrong in how long we've been doing this. We've been doing this for two seasons. Did we do it for two? What did I? Yeah, because I the did it for time? Mystery Men. You pulled MCU, oh, but right. I pulled Mystery Men, and then last year I pulled Condor Man. I did pull MCU. That's right. That's yep. right. Um, okay. Well, it was a great idea a couple of seasons ago from your brother Colin, <laughs> one of our member of our five timers club. Um, but last season, both of us really leaned into the nostalgia angle. Mm-hmm. We both pulled. Movies that we loved growing up. I'm going to stick with that theme. Oh, boy. One of the... It might actually be... It might actually be the first superhero movie I remember watching. And oh, no. my parents took us to see it at the movie theaters. Do you have a sense uh, of what this is? Yeah. It's so much fun. We will be watching the 1980 space opera masterpiece that is Flesh. Ah. He saved every one of us. Hey, I'm okay with Queen being in that. I don't think I've ever seen this thing all the way through. Really? Yeah, I think I've seen bits and pieces of it. So let's, I mean, let's acknowledge Flash Gordon. We don't get, you you don't get George Lucas. You don't get George Lucas, even Steven Spielberg. Like, Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, Star Wars, you know, inspired by a character in stories that go back literally to, uh, let's see, the 40s, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It was, and it was originally a comic strip. Yeah. 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 King Features. Um, I should have, I should have pulled this one. Uh, Flash Gordon. Well, what? Flash Gordon. Don't, don't I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We'll do that. Not even the 40s. 1936. 1936. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But, but in the in the classic science fiction pulp, he's clearly a precursor to a superhero. Right. You know. You know. I'll say it. He's not. He's he's a proto superhero, which is why he's in the helmet. And the movie is in the helmet. Um, sure. But it's a lot of fun. So I mean, yeah, we've, watch got, we've got Brian Blessed. We've got um, um, uh, uh, Max von Sydow. I mean, we've got some Timothy heavy hitters Dalton. in this fucking movie. Zarkov. Okay. All right, so let's watch that trailer. What plaything can you offer me today? The planet Earth. What's happening? It's an attack. Pathetic Earthlings. Who can save you now? Flash! I'll kill you! Let's all team up and fight him. Prepare him for torture! I want him. Stop at nothing! Flash, I'm 
But we only have 14 hours to save the Earth. Flash Gordon is still alive. Gordon's alive? <laughs> my lucky day okay um i love this movie <laughs> good for or not Zar- not zarkov dr han zarkov is played by topol an actor with one name wait topol is in this movie yeah the he's ir- dr han zarkov wasn't he fiddler on the roof fuck yeah he was he was yeah yeah he was the yeah, original he was the original um um tevya thank you why did you think yeah. of that before Wait. I did? Oh no! Well, be- because God, I, because I don't know, I know if you if you notice this, I may be a little drunk right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so so wait, you've never seen this movie? I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing. I think I've seen bits oh. and pieces. L- listen, just this is what I'm going to say. Just go in and have fun. Have fun with it. I I think there's. I think you're going to enjoy it. Well, I already know what I'm going to pick for my birthday movie then. I hope you're not weaponizing anything. That would be wrong. That would be wrong. That, that would be wrong. No, I actually not, thought of. I actually thought of picking Howard the Duck to just get it out of the way. And I was like, no, fuck that. Right off. No, yeah, I won't. Right. Pick, no, I, gonna, I will tell you this: it is not Howard the Duck. Okay, all right. Okay. I promise Good. you. No, that's gonna. Odin's gonna choose that one for us. Okay, all right. So, uh, well, that'll be. That's gonna be fun. All right. Hey, Todd, um, if anyone uh, likes what we just said about Suicide Squad and wants to say something about it, where can people reach you on uh, social media? Should they wish to reach Uh, you? I thought we weren't doing, I thought we were just going to do the podcast. Oh, we are just going to do the podcast. Yeah, let's do that over. Fuck it, leave it. I'm drunk. Who cares? Okay. You know what? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Hey, Casey, if people want to share their thoughts. And you now have my consent to do that because you need consent when alcohol is involved. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, So, Casey, if someone wants to weigh in on any of the things they've heard this evening, uh, what's the best way to get a hold of us? Oh, you can reach us on Twitter at TSPHC Tweets. You can also look at the pictures that I I set up for each of the uh, movies that we watch over at Super pod hero cast on the instagram uh also if you want to write us a long form um letter you can a long form letter sure let's go with it yeah. uh you can email us at superpodherocast at gmail dot try that again because i don't know what the words i just said were you can email us at superpodherocast at gmail.com because only cap writes letters tony so music for the podcast comes to us from a couple of places our theme music is created by Kevin McLeod. We took his song Take a Chance as our theme song. His music is available at incompetech.com. Our beer music is from Shane Ivers. We took Feather Duster. You can find his music at silvermansound.com. And of course, none of the sounds that you're hearing right now would be possible without the wonderful Kitsy. They are the sound engineer guru that runs Night Shift Radio. You can find out information about Kitsy at their website, kitsy.com. That's K-I-T-Z-Y dot com. That's right. So, Casey, that was a movie. It sure was. And we're going to watch another movie. And then another one after that. 
<laughs> and another one. <laughs> and another one after that. Um, a little peek behind oh, the curtain. We were you? we were asked on the our group Slack by uh <clears throat> by our podcast daddy uh Michael Fight. Uh hey, how long do you think you got left to do this uh podcast? And I, I was like, uh forever. Yeah. <laughs> they're still making superhero movies. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And if they're making them, we're gonna watch them and then we're gonna talk about them. Oh, so boy. follow us here. Uh, like Flash Gordon, a serialized adventure adventure in our podcast. Join us again in two weeks as we watch the 1980 classic Flash Gordon. Yes. So that'll do it for the Super Pod Hero Cast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. And I've been your moderator, Danny Ryan. Be, Be heroic. heroic. Dude, you survived it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm survived it, but I am blitzed. <laughs> you can right. see it. You see how much I'm smiling. Right? I can see. I can you see. Know you know I'm wasted right. right now. Yeah, but you know what though? Also, hey, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just gonna say. I was but, gonna say that. <laughs> you go. <laughs> PL, you're gonna need to go away. <laughs> I just, I heard her, heard that little. <laughs> oh, she's. Staring you down. She's staring me down like she went outside. She just misses you. No, she's that's yeah. Okay. Well she she's walked away. We'll see if she Okay. <laughs> Fucking yeah. She's like, this isn't over. That joke. I'm like, oh, that joke's even funnier now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want you to real housewives that shit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh but uh <laughs> Tell her, tell her she's yeah. got a full house ahead of her. Oh, good Lord. Hang, hang on one second. I may have yep. clicked the wrong button here. Let's see. Does this change as I'm going this way? Does this change? Yes. And then yeah. this is on. You want to be on this the, is the, you want to be on the one. Is, hang on. You want to be on the one that looks like a little butt. One moment. Do you see the butt? The way you're holding it should be the, to the left. The one that's got the dimple. Yeah, because this is... That's a butt. And this sounds different. Yeah, because this oh, is Oh, yes, not, it does. Yeah, so this is the one. Okay, sorry. Oh, hello. I, you know what? I feel like I, I actually need to put a little sticker next to the one because <laughs> yes. it's so dark you can't see. Yeah. The one on the that, left that's as you're looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> All right.